If you didn't ugly cry in this episode, you have no soul. Everyone, welcome back to another Kenobi Tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with the finale of Kenobi, and we're late, a few days yes. late. The hype is over. Oh. Everyone's oh, back to their normal the lives. Uh, <laughs> People like but, Lucy yes. probably haven't been watching until today. That might be true. Because she said she always watched but, on weekends, so. Right. But, um,. Drew was, and his family was sick, real bad, yeah. and we had to delay we had, things. We had but the naughty nods. I don't even know if we're but, allowed to but say they're that. Uh, they're they're back to almost normal. Yeah. So we survived. Drew is able able to to get on air and do this breakdown. Better late than ever. So. That's what the chat says. Yep, you're right. Yep. But uh, yeah. So you know, we've normally we we do the breakdown. The same day that the show comes out, and then, you know, it's kind of just all fresh in our minds and making stuff up as we go. But now we've had more time to reminisce, watch theory videos and all these other things and breakdowns, other breakdowns. So maybe we'll get a few extra details in this episode that you wouldn't normally get. But I'm excited for this episode, Drew. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was really bummed that I could not do this the day of. But like I said, like after I did the watch party, go check out the watch party. Um, I also said I didn't ugly cry in the watch party because I was dying inside and it was very hard for me to even like watch it without like passing out. And so I w- it might not be the best reaction, but I did freak out at the end for the last thing because I mean, come on. See- seeing that face would make any- anyone feel better. So it worked for a little bit. And then the next day <laughs> I was super sick. But yeah, so I was bummed that I couldn't do it. So I apologize to you guys, but we're here now and that's all that matters and yeah i love this episode i thought it was the best people on the internet that complain about this they just need i don't i don't i do not understand why people watch those people anymore i'm just like at that level with this series because i understand the boba fett show and how people had complaints and people i get that but then there's certain people on the internet that have a big voice and they're still complaining about the most nitpicky stuff to the point where like you're the reason why Star Wars fans have a bad rap. And I'm just over it. I'm just annoyed. So Yeah, there was this a random recommendation of a guy that I've I don't even I couldn't even tell you the guy's name, but he has like two hundred some subscribers. I never seen him before. And like the title of his video is Star Wars is dead to me now, or something like that. I'm like, what? So I you clicked on that? it. 
I didn't. I don't. I just listened to like the first like two minutes, but he just was just saying how Kenobi is the worst thing that Disney put out, and he's never gonna watch Star Wars ever again. I'm like, well, he can have his two hundred. What are you fans. talking about? It's, like it's just. Two hundred thousand oh, fans. Yeah. Okay. Like, so sub- two hundred thousand subscribers. I thought you said two hundred. I've never seen them before. <laughs> I was like, well, that's no. Fine. But yeah, two hundred thousand no. subscribers. See, that's that doesn't make I'm any like, sense. I don't understand. Like this show, like I don't know. There's this episode. I think is gonna go down in history as one of the best things in Star Wars. hundred percent. Because because there's so much in this episode, yeah. like. People are going to be analyzing it for months and years, like all of the mm-hmm. things in here, Easter eggs and parallels yeah. and quotes and stuff. And it's like, I noticed some of the things, other things I didn't notice. I said other people pointed out, but there's so, it's, it's so well put together, the, the structure. And I'm not saying every single, there's one main thing in this episode that I didn't like, but like, I don't really care because everything else was, was so, so much, much better that it better doesn't and, matter. Right. Um, but yes, I really love this episode and I I would say that I'm 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 comfortable saying this on air, but I've never cried so much watching something oh, in wow, my life. That's dope. Like because nor- normally when I say I cry like on oh, I, yeah. whatever, like I just say like I'm just saying like, like you misty like, eye. Like, your eyes swelled up or you there's like one single No, like not even that. It's just just a little uh, misty eye. I can yeah, feel yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's one scene in here, which is a scene that most, it probably wasn't even the most emotional for most fans. But for me, I had tears going down my face. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Hey, roll the clip. No, so, I'm just kidding. What, what if we uh, had Jeremiah's clip first? I watched it, right? I, I was thinking I was thinking about <laughs> recording myself to get a reaction to this episode, but I, I forgot. Dang it. That so, would have been so good. Sorry, sorry guys. Next time. But, yes. So, I... Thought this was a great episode. I, I think they did a really good job on making it. Cause I don't think that they're gonna do a season two. Like I just don't. Yeah. Like I think they they had a great ending that set it up for um, a new hope. Like that's the next time that Obi Wan does something. I think if they were to do a second season. It would need to be like something with Obi Wan going and learning with Qui Gon, but like that's not, you can't really make a show on that in a sense because it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for him to like have another like, no, I think, I don't know, a- enemy or mission to no. go on. Like it, it would just be him learning from Qui Gon. And I think they could maybe do like, one episode of like him learning, but like that's not really a thing. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna be another show. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing is like if they did, like they kind of hinted like they could. I if they did, I don't want him and Leia to interact anymore. I think that I think that'd right, be yeah, way too good. much. Yeah. And like, like it, it would all have to happen on Tatooine. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't see him ever leaving Tatooine again to go on a mission of some yeah. sort. I mean, the kind of the kind like, of like, maybe Tashi Station, maybe Tashi Station is out of power uh, converters and he has to go, go to somewhere else. 
Yeah, I don't know. Else, I think but... if any show we'd get off of this, I would kind of spin off of this would be like a Vader show from here. Like from this point on, Vader's healing process and trying to hide himself from not being trying to hunt Kenobi because I like that's pretty much what Palpatine told him was like you're fixated on him are you not fixated on me you're fixated on your own master you know so it's like Palpatine was the one that pretty much made him stop trying to find Kenobi which is kind of interesting right but so if we got a Vader arc after this about stuff Vader would do throughout the galaxy I think that'd be really cool and to see Vader just so intense and so great that that that's would be awesome well i think the spinoff that they're setting up is a reva show yeah, i don't think i think that's gonna i think that's because there was a the rumor of that yeah. happening like like before this finale mm-hmm. came out um the fact that she is still alive out yeah. there like that means that they have plans for her whether that's mm-hmm. in comics or a video game, or a spinoff yeah. show. Um, so that's the one thing that I didn't like about this episode was that she survived. Oh, like, that's fair. No, like I don't. I get, not that I don't like her. I think she's a she did a pretty good job with what she did. Do I want to see a whole show about her now? No. If anything, if it was a show about her, it I would want to see it as she became. Right that character i, yeah, I would rather see, rather it see as a her young growing from a child character. i would want yeah. to see that show that would be dope but do i want to see a show about her after she becomes a good guy that we never see again no because then she's right. just like another ahsoka in the sense of like she's just in the distance like i don't think she's gonna deal with the rebels that much and if she does she's gonna die pretty quickly because we don't see her ever again so it's like, I don't really want to see that. I'd rather her, like, I want to know how she became, one, how she not die right away, to how Vader was okay with her not dying. Because that's the biggest complaint about, like, literally all Star Wars fans that are freaking out about the show is the fact that Vader let her know who he was. That's, like, everyone's canon, like, thing that everyone hates about this. Is that she knew who Vader was, and as Anakin right. Skywalker, I should say, not as Vader. And right. anytime, like Vader would not let anyone see him. And if there's like comics of when the clo- like troopers would walk in and see his fate helmet off, and he would kill them all. And and so like <laughs> there's literally comics of that, and like some of them are even. I guess there was one that I saw that was like the five hundred first troopers walking in on him. And he killed his own 501st troopers before they fully went over to like just normal troopers. So, so it's like, that's what people are having a lot of issues with. And I don't think building a character on that is what people really want to see after this fact. If anything, I would like to see why that was a thing. And that way we can get some more Vader unless we get a cool little short story about her and Vader ends up killing her. I'd be down. Like, Again. No. Yeah, that's also kind of weird. That was my only thing was like, how did she not die at all? Like, I guess I could get behind you, Jeremiah. Like, it doesn't really make sense how she's not. Right. 
Like, apparently, if you get stabbed in your stomach, you can walk around and do whatever you want. Right. Well, we can get into that now. So, um, so normally, we go scene by scene in our breakdowns. We're going to do a little different um, because this episode jumped back and forth between two storylines very quickly. It'll be hard to really talk about. So, we are going to actually focus on one story do from do that start to finish and then do the second story. So we're going to start with Reva's story. We're going to just follow that straight through to the end or mostly to the end. Cause then the two stories come together mm-hmm. at the end. So where we'll talk about that. Um, so we'll talk about her story. And then when that's done, we'll talk about Kenobi Vader's story separately. So that'll be just easier just cause the show was, that was, I guess the one bit picky thing was that, you know, it's the Vader fight. And it was Kenobi, like stop in the middle of it to stop mo- it was like stop like every yeah. like 30 seconds because you're also like missing so, potential thing or like you're thinking maybe like yeah that's true that's i mean but that's so, so that, nitpicky it, man i know it's like you it's like they have to do that for the show like you yeah. have to well but like it kind of if sucks. you think about like i mean episode one they're they're switching in between three different battle scenes constantly you know you get the mall fight you get the fight on. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, Are you talking not about part one. Episode one no, no, of the no, season? No, no. Or... Episode one. I was like... Star Wars. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Movie. Like, it is a typical Star Wars thing to be switching in between, yeah. like, two different fights. And it's kind of classic Star right. Wars in a sense. Like, you get two different battles. So, I actually right. like it. Right. So. All right. So, let's jump in. Start with Reva's story. So, back on Tatooine, because that's where. They left off last week where she found out that Owen has a boy that they're keeping secret. Um, and so she goes to Tatooine and um, some guy was selling water or giving out yeah, water. And I think selling water. Kenobi's, Kenobi's boss, boss come, budges in line and being a jerk like he is. And then Reva comes and like uses the force to bat his water out of his hand or whatever yeah. and this goes to the merchant or whatever it's like i need to find a farmer named owen and so she's there and so so we were just talking about how she gets stabbed and she doesn't die i think it's really funny that when you watch that scene she has her uniform on and she just has like a towel like tied over her armor like you gotta have that on the wound, yeah. like underneath everything i was like I thought it was just kind of funny that it's like over her armor. Wearing, that like guy, one thing like, she's holding her side like the entire time talking to people. <laughs> and it's like, so, but at least you could tell that she was like in pain and she was suffering. Like, yeah, I mean, you could tell it just wasn't like she was back to normal. Jacked up looking. She had right. nappy hair, but yeah. But yeah. So I don't know how she got on Tatooine. She probably has a shirt, right? Well, I don't know. Vader left her to die. The, the troopers would have, yeah, left. So there must have been. She got there quick because she wasn't even healed at all. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. So, so there must have been something. Some shit. Left at that base on, on uh, Jabim. There must have been well, a, a single person. And I wonder if, person. like, yeah, maybe there's some ship left behind and she was able to take it because she probably still has clearance because they don't know that Vader stabbed her. I don't know. She, she I took the ship about, that Vader destroyed and that. flew yeah, that. she just like forced it back together I mean, as she still has a hole in her side. Hey, if, 
if the cockpit is air sealed, like potential, good to go. Just gotta, you know, in all of Star Wars hyperdrives never work, oh. but this that hyperdrive yeah. works in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Tra- it's kind of weird <laughs> that she got there so quickly. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. But yes, so she uh, asked where Owen is, and then so the next scene on Tatooine is there's like a repair shop of some sort. And Owen and Luke go in there to get some stuff because it looks like Luke broke a speeder or something. Yeah. He broke something again. And, uh, Owen so, said, I forget the name of it. But. Yeah. It was like the, a belt. Yeah, some, some sort of like, like a timing belt. Something something like that. And so they're just going there to get stuff to repair it or whatever. And then the merchant that was selling water comes in and says, you know, Owen... We gotta talk something up. I wonder so if that like, person yeah. buys water from Owen to sell. That's probably true. Yeah. So makes sense. It would make sense why she went to him too, because on Tatooine, you're only farming That's water. The only farming water. So it's like <laughs> it makes sense why. Yeah. So Yep. So excuse me. Um Owen has a concerned look on his face, like, uh oh, what is this? Because, you know, probably just a few days earlier, he was being threatened by Riva. Yeah. And now something's problems going on. So he's probably, it's probably fresh in his mind. Like, this is the issue. Um, so they, he goes back to the homestead with Luke and Baru is there. And he tells her, whatever, we're in danger, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, of course, Baru takes a jab at Owen, like, hey, Kenobi's not here and we need his help, but that's your fault, basically. But she does quickly come to the conclusion that we are all that is necessary to protect protect this homestead and Luke. Like, we're good Mm -hmm. enough. Like, they believe that it's their, like, Luke is their child. Like, we hear that later on in the episode. Like, it's their child in 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 their beliefs and so in their mind. And so they're like, we have to protect it. We can do this on our own. We don't need Kenobi. And so Baru, apparently, without Owen's knowledge, has guns hidden in the homestead. So, and Owen was like, surprised, like, oh, all right, ma'am, I'll follow your orders type of thing. Do not mess with her. Yeah. And so, and she's already like, Okay, we have time to get ready because she's going to come at sundown. Sense. That's when all which villains attacked at sundown. Like, she's been watching her Disney shows, so she knows when to prepare. Yep. Makes sense. And, and so they just get ready for that. Um, now, I don't know. Part of me, so they took cover, like, inside the homestead. And I know they're trying to kind of, like, you know, ambush Reva when she yeah. gets there. But I don't know. You could see her coming from a mile away. Like just shoot at her when she's like 200 feet from the homestead. Yeah, but I don't. So she can't advance. Their rifles didn't seem like they're super far range rifles. And she could know. potentially like I'm just saying, run. I mean, they don't know that she's injured. Um. I don't know, because she was clearly in pain when she first arrived. 
on Tatooine like, at the first opening scene. Oh, so like the merchant would have oh, known true. that she could I guess see that she's in pain. But we don't know what the merchant told. You know? Right. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that they kind of hid in the homestead when they could have yeah. just saw her coming I think it's from... like one of those things where like you always fight better on a place where you know. You know what I mean? Like... Right. And the homestead is not like a small house. Like that thing is it's a decent size place, so like they're able to like work at it. I don't know. That they made that place look so cool in the show. Like wherever they redid yeah. it, it looks so different, but it looks so cool at the same time. Like Well, I don't think they redid it. I think there's an actual Cause you can still go oh, to yeah, the original one. I don't think they filmed that in Africa. I don't know. That was all, that had them in practical set. I think for it's practical inside. inside, but I don't think it's the one that they use in the Star Wars movies in Africa. Because I, I, I know that in Episode Nine they did go back to South Africa and they filmed that in scene there. Because I know you can go there and actually like pay money to like walk around and go inside there and stuff. So it's still like a fun- functioning. It's kind of like the we can go to Hobbiton and Lord of the Rings and go inside, yeah. kind of thing like that. I don't know. I just build my own. Probably cheaper. Yeah, we build. We could build <laughs> a winter start, one. Every... Start digging a hole in the ground. True. <laughs> but yeah. So um, when it gets to nightfall, uh, you see Riva approaching the homestead and. Apparently she like triggered some perimeter mm-hmm. alarms or something because they're down below and they're like, she's here. And so they hide behind some crates and, you know, in one of the holes in the wall, whatever. And so Riva, she's wa- walking around very, you know, slowly because she knows that they're going to be there. Yeah. And so she lights her, ignites her lightsaber and My question is, can she read when, their mind at this point? Well, she can probably sense that they're there, but not necessarily. What they're thinking? Unless, like, she has the mind, right? The, like, the person there. Oh. I don't think she can. Yeah, because she can be. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's not necessarily true because she, when Obi-Wan in episode two was hiding, she could sense. She could sense that he didn't know that Anakin was yeah. still alive. It's like she's so, walking through, but, and then she can hear like or feel like Uncle Owen's like shaking with the gun, so she knew that he had a gun, kind of thing. But at the same time, she's know. probably not focused that well because she has right. a hole in the side, and she's limping across the desert, and it's probably hot as heck. She threw away the only water on Tatooine on the ground earlier. Yeah, why would you knock that water out of that guy's just hand? Drink it, or at least Damn. put it on her wound. Jeez. Wash yeah, it out with I'll some play. Tatooine water. I don't feel like Tatooine water is not Probably the cleanest. Super sandy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets sandy. You know in that your... that saying, like rub some dirt on it. Maybe that's like where it originally comes rub from. Rub some sand rub on some it. Some Tatooine water on it. It's like the same thing. I don't know. Maybe. But yes, so she's walking around, and then it seems like, um. When she turned and like put her back towards Owen, that's when he shot at her, just because she wouldn't be able to see it coming mm-hmm. in a sense. But 
his first shot missed so far. Did you notice that where it hit? It was like on the wall on the other side I mean, of the thing. He like clearly doesn't use guns, it wasn't even close. which I don't understand. Like there's same people everywhere. You would think he would be really good at it. You know what I mean? But Right. Right. Apparently his wife's so, the only one that does all the the real work out there. So Right. Oh, and I should say I missed this, but uh Owen tells Luke that Tuscans are yes. coming. And that they've been hitting, you know, farms or something, outposts, outposts and farms and stuff. Because and so that they're he doesn't want, coming. He doesn't yeah. want to scare Luke to the point where, like, why, why am I getting hunted, Dad? Like, you know, or Uncle? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. I'm, and so that that's one of the problems people had with this episode, because they think that Luke, you know was interacted with this force user and should know about the force. But that's not true. He never once does he see the lightsaber and knows that it's a person, not a Tuscan Raider. Because he's running away. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see any of it. And when he and gets so thrown on the ground, that... he doesn't know what that could have been. Like, it doesn't mean... Right. The ground just fell because he's on a ledge. Yeah. Like, I thought they did it really well keeping it where he never actually saw... Reeve. I think there's maybe when he's like running across the desert, like he kind of looks back, but he's so far away, like he can't. He's it's in the dark. No, it's he like can't see who's black. out there. He just yeah, and I can't and I can't remember if her saber was on, but like he wouldn't know what's going on. No, I think I think and so. They I did pretty well. It didn't. That's what I'm telling you, people are so nitpicky about certain things where it's like that stuff is not the. St- Go watch not eight, and then let's have this nitpicky conversations. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't understand right. it. So, yeah. So Luke never sees Riva as an actual person. He thinks that a Tuscan Raider or is Raiders, him. like he or multiple yeah. or multiple ones. So like, and he never is like up close to her where she he can see her. So. When it gets to a new hope, when he doesn't know about the force and doesn't know about a lightsaber, like cannon was not broken there. No. Like it's it's perfectly in alignment with the cannon. Like it's consistent, which they had to do that purposely. And every single like when Riva goes into that final chamber where Baru is there, and she's like, "Luke, climb or run or whatever," you know. It's like he's just going through the hole in the ceiling and like he doesn't would have never even seen Riva come into mm-hmm. the room. So so people all the haters out there need no, to that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I think a lot of this, like I'm just gonna I'm not gonna call out any names, but I think a lot of this has to do with people trying to get views on their YouTube. Like honestly. Because they're nitpicking such an amazing show. It doesn't make any sense to me that they're picking such an amazing show, but they didn't even like nitpick this hard and this aggressively. At least I didn't notice it from multiple channels when it came to Boba Fett. When that boy took his helmet off every five seconds because he couldn't breathe or something. Well, there's there's plenty there of people was, that hate Boba but Fett. I feel like right now it's so aggressive for a show that's literally the best. Well, I think I think the difference between the book of Boba Fett and this one is. People are trying to understand how it doesn't break canon. Like, like that's going in. 
everyone was like, how is this going to fit in to canon without it contradicting anything in episode four? And I think because people were, a lot of people were going into that with that attitude. And if they already had a negative view of Disney era, Star Wars, they sit on that right away. They were, they were blinded by actually following the details and the story to see that it doesn't truly contradict or how it's still a good story. And also, if you yeah, if you hate and, Disney Star Wars, you clearly have not seen The Mandalorian. Like, like there's so many people like, I know that hate Disney Star Wars. And I'm like, well, have you seen Mando? Well, I hate Disney Star Wars. Why would I watch that? You're dumb. <laughs> like, it's, that's what Disney Star Wars is right now, is these shows. These shows are actually what Disney Star Wars is, not 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, and I know no, for a fact I, they wish they didn't make seven, eight, nine. <laughs> like they wish they would have just went they, this yeah. route. <laughs> so I, I think because I think they, you know, we've said it a million times on this podcast, but I think Disney saw their failure with the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. and they've taken action to better themselves. And it's it's you're not going to have an overnight fix mm-hmm. on getting better, but like the direction that we're going, I think is really. It's, it's getting better. And we're getting in the coming five to 10 years, we're going to have so much good Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And sure, there's always going to be something that sucks, but that's just like Marvel. There's so many good Marvel things, but some of the stuff kind of well, sucks. Like Miss Marvel. But like, you know, you know. Whoa, I like oh, I haven't even watched that. I just said that. I just, nothing about that show oh. interests me. It's just a lighthearted, fun thing, but it's actually pretty good. I like do, it. Do you, did you like Doctor Strange, the new one? Yeah, okay. that's how I felt. I, I, I saw it in the theaters, and then I just watched. It's on mm-hmm. Disney Plus now, and so I watched it again. It wasn't and as good as the second the time, time I watched it. I was like, it was. There was nothing that I wanted to rewatch. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I'm not. I wasn't excited to see things a second yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I think there's a reason why it and only the, was at the theaters like a month. But yeah, it was pretty yeah. quick. But anyway. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> Canon and Star Wars, yeah. So we don't have to worry about that. So yes, so during the fight, you know, um Reva pushes Brew and Owen back because they're kind of moving back, and then there's the like the spot where there's the walkway over like an open area where it's Owen versus Reva mm-hmm. and they're trying to fight and so he has like a Pole. It looked like it's, the pole that they tried the to same stop the trash where the is trash compactor. Trash compact. Is it the yeah, same it thing? Is. And it's also the same thing. Okay. It's actually part like you use on a ship because it's the same pole that uh Mando was trying to Mando get. Mando for yeah. his Yeah. So he's fighting with that. They're kind of like meleeing and there's like he's like punching her wound. And yeah, yeah. He like, like literally put his hand in her body at one point because the hole was there. I'm like, okay, so yeah, she's still not fully healed. Yeah, and so there are some really interesting things in this scene that I think are easy to overlook. But because well, one she says, you know, it's almost like you love the buy, love the boy as if he's your own, and he's like, he is yeah. my own. But like, and then later on, he like in that fight, he's like, what do you even want? And she says, I want justice. Mm-hmm. And so I think, which maybe not everyone realizes, but. I think she connected the dots and knows that Luke is Anakin's oh, 100%. kid. 
because how is this justice if it's not something that's actually meaningful to Anakin? Yeah. And so she knows she somehow she figured out like it's, you know, I don't know if she knows that Leia is it's a child of no. We don't know about that. I, There's nothing I don't, to suggest I don't that. Think so, but I still think it's great that she. Well, actually, she's... she would because the whole line that he said in the hologram was like, "I'm gonna go get his brother on Tatooine." No, he doesn't. She he doesn't say brother. He just the says boy. get the boy. I think. But wasn't that? I don't. I would have to rewatch it. No, she didn't. That that message that from Bale didn't say that... brother. So I, I, it's either he knows that it's Vader or he knows that it's Luke or uh, it could be like Kenobi's kid or something or like Obi. Well, like, the fact that she says that she wants justice, like it's only justice because she wanted to do to Anakin what Anakin did yeah. to her and yeah. her family, and so I think it's yeah, it's supposed to. It's she supposed knows to that, that it's Vader's kid, and. The f- fact that, and I don't even know if, does she ever know that Kenobi, like before Kenobi arrived, if she ever knew Kenobi was on Tatooine? No. Because like, I can't remember, what did she hear in the screen? Because like, she only gets like bits and parts of that message. I can't remember if it... No, because she just said... Because she would know that Kenobi yeah, at that point that. knew about the boy... But I don't know if she knew that he was living on Tatooine. I don't know. I don't think he knows that Kenobi's on Tatooine because that's not why they were at Tatooine in the first place. Because they're on it for a different Jedi, right. but she was so distracted by trying to find Kenobi that she didn't care about right. these Jedi's that didn't do anything. Right. But yes, so um, eventually during this fight. Owen gets knocked down from the the walkway onto down below, and so um, did I can't remember in a New Hope did Owen have a limp? Because he hurt his leg in this scene. I can't remember if there was a limp or something. Because because uh, his dad in Episode Two was in a wheelchair. Oh, maybe that's what I'm right? thinking of. I'm trying to think, but I was wondering if, if in episode four, if old man Owen had a cane or if he was limping. Because I think that'd be cool if that well, I can't remember if now that now that I've seen the show, like, I want to watch. Works. I want to watch two, three, and four because there's so many things from all these movies that, that collide tied into this thing. So um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, he gets knocked down and he yells to Brew, "She's coming." And so she goes into the last room and by this point, Luke is already climbing up and she kind of knocks, tries to knock or hit Riva and um, obviously gets wrecked real easy. Like Brew gets thrown down, but Luke's up and out of the hole. And then he starts running across the desert and um, she follows him into a ravine uh, and so he climbs up and he's like up on a path on top. And then she's going down below, following him, trying to see where he is. And so 
what I really thought they should have done in this scene was the Tuscan Raiders should have showed up and saved Luke. Oh, that would have been sick. Because it would have aligned with what they had in the book of Boba Fett with humanizing them and that they're just family people, the yeah. regular people just protecting their own. But, but that that could and potentially mess up canon too, though. No, because if if he, you know, tripped and fell and got knocked out and didn't see anything, oh. like, they could have they stopped Reva and killed her or something because they saw that she was, because, you know, she was about with her saber to kill him. Like, you know, they killed her because they yeah. saw... Yes, it was a, a human boy, but it's still a little boy being chased by a bad person. Like they could have had compassion. Yeah. And I thought it would have been great if they did that, just because it would have aligned with what we learned about him in the Book yeah. of Boba Fett. Um, but it, it didn't, so that's fine. But yeah, so she uses the force to make him slip, and he falls, hits his head, and gets knocked out. And so she goes up to his body and wants to go and kill him, but then she's having flashes of seeing her child self and she's having an internal conflict. And so obviously we know she doesn't kill Luke <laughs> going into this because spoiler alert, he's alive in episode four. So we don't have to worry about that. But um, I was just wondering like how it was going to end, whether someone was going to show up and stop her before she could kill him, or if she was going to have an aha moment and say, "Yeah, no, I can't do this." By the way, um, Jeremiah, it said in that this we're kind of way past that part, but um, I looked it up, and it does say if if he finds you, then he'll find out about the children. Children, plural. yeah. So interesting. So. I mean, I don't know what that says, like Leia, because then he said, then he'll she'll they'll head to Tatooine. So maybe he thinks maybe but there's more than one children did, on Tatooine. Did, did the children was that in the yeah, broken message that Reva heard? Broken one. Okay, because I just watched the recap for the beginning of this episode. Right, because I wonder, because even though her from her perspective, it could be all these children on the path. You know, that could be. Yeah, ambiguous on that, um, but the fact is she does. But from the message, she knows that someone, in, some boy, is being hidden on Tatooine. So she knows that there's a force sensitive kid, and, he, and I think she just connects the dots. I don't know. And knows it says something Anakin's like Owen kid too, right? That's how she knows about Owen. Yeah, I'm gonna have to help Owen with the boy or yeah. something like that. So because that's how she knows. The, so the so yeah, it Owen could be like. Like you said, the children are the pride, but she knows that there's one is the boy. And it's Bail Organa knows about the boy. Which I don't and know so, how she wouldn't tie like, that together because Bail is the dad of the kid I'm saying, she's took. Well, but she but she knows But then I guess she doesn't know that Bail's well, kid well, is but I, it's public knowledge that Leia is adopted, though. Oh, it is. See, yeah, this makes it makes it seem yeah, like so she like, knows that Leia was too. So yeah, so she would have been adopted. I think everyone would know that. Like it's just because she's. I think obviously, that is the weirdest thing in Star Wars for me. What one? 
what if I had a kid given to me when they're a baby, I would say that's my kid. I would not say I wouldn't say, Hey, call me uncle when you're a baby. But but it is his uncle well, though. It is his blood well, it's not even his blood uncle. It's it's his step yes, uncle. It is, right? But there is no situation where these kids are going to meet their parents. In any of this situation, one, they both, I mean, every every party thinks that both their parents are dead. Yeah. So it's like, why why would you hide that? Just say that they're your kid. I, I just, I don't know. That's, I, that's the only thing that, like. I, okay. I'm, I'm just a single, unmarried, no kids guy. Saying, like. like if I like for some reason, like I always think that like parents who adopt should just be open very early on that you're adopted. If there's like, a potential than, like, oh, for the person to find their parents, I think yes. Well, I'm just saying in general. Like I don't, I don't, I would hate to be kids 12 years old and they're like, oh, by the way, you're adopted. Yeah, that's true. And having their life, their I whole. Think, okay, like, yeah. At a very young age, yeah. if like, oh yeah, like. You know, we we chose to have you as our kid because like you're Uncle Owens in the situation. Like, it's not like he's gonna go like do a twenty three of me. But he's fat. <laughs> but he's family though. So like, it makes more sense when a family member adopts to say, "Oh yeah, I'm your uncle." Or to just say that's my kid. As long as no one else knows, I don't think it's a big deal. But granted, I did have someone who was, uh, they didn't know that their dad was not their real dad. And she she didn't know because she was a baby when it happened. But then, like her, their uh, her uncle told their cousin, and then her their cousin told her one day when she was like eighteen. And then she's yeah, because <laughs> their dad her her dad is like, I think her dad died, and but she never knew because she was a baby. So they just I don't I mean that's a little different situation. I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. All right, this we're going on a random tangent. I'm just saying, yeah, I I don't know. I just think in this it, situation, Luke would not. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is weird that both of them know that they're adopted, but neither of them are allowed to ever. They're always gonna have that missing piece in their body, because both their parents are never gonna be there for them, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but adopted kids think that their adoptive parents are their parents. Like, no, well, yes, but not when they're called uncle so like, and aunt. That's what I'm saying. I know, like, I, whatever. I think whatever. Leia, this doesn't matter. It Le- doesn't the matter. The way Leia's is is like she <laughs> still matter. calls them her parents. Well, yeah, I just, I just don't understand why Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru are always Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, but because it's a family, they're not random people that. That took them in and their family. They are random. That's the only difference. They're not random. They're step step uncle. By slave by marriage. It's a little dicey. Yeah. No. <laughs> the dad the dad bought her Shmi's freedom. He didn't buy her as a slave. I thought he bought her as a slave and then he let her be free right after. I'm pretty. Either way, she was. Shmi, Shmi was not a slave when she got taken by the Tuscan Raiders. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. This has nothing to do with the show. Anyway, so yes. 
that's Riva's story until, you know, Kenobi's story overlaps, which at the end. So we'll, we might as well start with the beginning of the Kenobi timeline yes. or storyline. So space chase, classic Star Wars, being chased down by a Star Destroyer. Um, and okay, here's something I never understood about Star Wars. Star Destroyers. They're supposed to be the biggest, baddest, most powerful ships rolling the galaxy. And they can never take out a tiny ship. Like, I just don't get it. They're too big. I, I, They're huh? just too big. But with all the firepower that they have, they should just overwhelm the shields on that ship, little ship, so easily. Yeah. They should never even miss a shot. It should be perfect hits every yeah, time i just think they're just it's too big i don't know i don't know. i i, I, I just get feel that, that but you gotta also think of the people that are running these ships don't have the best aim it's kind of known for that it's all computerized you don't have just, to i don't know i just they're, they're just i think it's just too but big. whatever it's so bulky it's so hard for to maneuver i think the only thing about this episode that kind of brought me out was like how cgi this scene was yeah. Really? The people love this because they thought it was looked practical and like the style of the old movies. I mean, it felt like original it movies. Too, a little bit too much for me. Yeah. What? The ship. No. It, the ship was like the the big ship was cool. I think the big ship looked really good. I think the little ship looked a little fake. That's me. I didn't. I mean, it didn't take me. It didn't like destroy the show for me. I'm not gonna hate Disney now like half the people because. The dirt is too dirt and not enough sand, like on Tatooine or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then classic, you know, the ship's not working right because it was the last episode. We you know their hyperdrive's not working because hyperdrives never work in Star Wars mm-hmm. when you need them to work. And so they're trying that, to like, you no know do repairs on that ship, which is a mess up, like. She'll always have an R2 droid somewhere around, right? Like, Right. But, uh, yes, so the ship's not well, but they're trying to get fixed up while they're buying time. Um, and Leia sees everyone is, you know, in sad, depressed moods, and so she uses Lola with the kids to brighten them up. And so, which I didn't, we didn't know until this episode, but Lola has legs and can walk around. Mm-hmm. Did you notice yep. that? I didn't notice that before, which is cool. I, I mean, guess. Kind I of knew it from me the of... toy. Oh, that's already for sale, right? People oh, already buying them. on Hasbro, but it was. Uh, it I thought I've seen now. people like already have I Lola. Think you could have bought it right away at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, but, yeah. but yes. So Lola, she's offering comfort to well, everyone. People are making a good point in the chat, Jeremiah, that the um, starry stories are for holding a position, but the Tie Fighters are the ones that are supposed to shoot small ships and that kind of stuff. I guess I don't know, but then I just feel like starry stories aren't as scary as they should be. I think all. they're scary because they're huge. <laughs> But they're also slow and clinky, and they they're just too big. 
Oh, that that thing turned pretty quick when Vader said turn, follow Kenobi. That yeah, was a that's, quick turn. That's as fast as we've ever seen them. Because remember that one that, was... that, like, I forget what episode that was, when then the other one stabs right through it? Oh, Rogue yeah, One? Yeah, like, that was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, let's see. And so, he, so, uh, Obi-Wan realizes that Vader is focused on him and just wants him that, and he wants to surrender himself so that the rest can, you know, have a chance to flee. And so everyone's mad about that because they want general Obi-Wan Kenobi to help them and lead them and blah, blah, blah. But he's like, no, like this is the best plan. Like, and he even says that to Roken, like, you know, that my plan makes sense and is the best for everyone. Um, and, you know, he, Obi-Wan even goes to Hadja and says, I need you to promise me you're going to get the girl back to her parents. And Hadja says, you have my word. I'll do it. And he's, he's like, I don't know why you're trusting me, though. And he's like, well, I trust you. Like, I just trust you. You're good enough. Mm-hmm. You're trustworthy enough. I believe you can do it because you're not. He doesn't see Haja as a bad guy. He just sees him anymore. He's kind of, kind of like, kind of like a Hondo. Hondo, yeah, he's he was a little rough early on in Clone Wars, where he was kind of ruthless. But at the end of the day, Hondo is he just was looking for a few bucks here. Yeah, and, That's I, all. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is like they were Leia kind of convinced him with that because Leia was so on his side. Like not everyone's bad and stuff like that. And the whole time, like, right. Kenobi's like, no. So then when it came down to Leia, he was like, all right, I trust you. Like, I still don't really like him, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I would, hopefully we don't see him ever again, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a Haja Riva spinoff show. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's literally not, po- like, out of the loop because she's going to have to start, if there is a spinoff show, she's going to have to start hiding. And right. and like as much as like I don't want that show and how bad it was for how many racist people commented about her and stuff like that and how messed up that was, they're probably not gonna give her a show based on that. So No, that's not true. They're I don't know, dude. Disney's gonna be like stick it to they're, everyone. They're supposed yeah, to do you're gonna something be... with Rose and then that never happened because Rose got so much hate. I, I never Oh really? There was supposed to be like a She's in like, but she's like in comics and stuff, isn't she? Yeah, I think we're gonna get, we'll probably get her the what's her name in comic. I just don't want to see a show about her unless, like we said earlier, like it's. Well, they they would have had a show for her by now if they. Oh were no no do Rose that, yeah but... that's not gonna happen but. But uh yes yeah, so after this, um Haja talks with Leia privately, kind of like gave her a prep a pep talk. I say, like, this is the best plan. I'm going to be the one bringing you back to your parents type of thing. And then Obi-Wan comes in and talks to her. And he gives her Tala's holster, which was very nice. Because I was thinking, like, does she ever have a holster in the original trilogy? I don't know. But I mean, not in a new hope because um, she's in her white gown the whole time. Right. But I was wondering if I can... A separate if it in like attack or attack of clones <laughs> empire strikes back or in 
Return of the Jedi if she has a holster that looks like this. That'd be cool if they I think did that. That would have been cool, but I don't think so. But it's supposed to show and that she is the next Tala. Yeah, pretty much. The next generation. Because I think just before that, when Obi-Wan was giving the plan, I'm like, hey, you guys need to save because you guys are the future. And he even says, like, to, directly to Leia, like, you are the future. Yeah. And so he knows that she's going to be a great fighter against the Empire someday. And so he gives her this memento of Tala. Yep. Um, and so, and she's like, but there's no blaster. <laughs> and he's like, Leia, you're only 10 years old. I'm not going to give you a blaster. She and, would ask that question too. That's the best part. Yeah. Um, but she has Obi-Wan promise that he'll come back. And so he says that he promises to come back. And so he, um, and so then it cuts over to Obi-Wan in the back, like by himself trying to talk to Qui-Gon again. Like, I have to face him. Says that to him, like, I need your help. Um, and he says, you know, this is going to end today, whether, I die, or he kills me, or I kill him. Like this ends today, um, which happened. <laughs> well, it, it, yes, and yes, no. And, yes and no. Kind of depends on how you look at it, but um, that's that's how he's going into his mind. Says either I'm gonna mm-hmm. die, or Vader's gonna die, Anakin's gonna die, and he's like, "Quite, I need your help." And Roken comes in and says, "Like you still have a choice. You don't have to do this type of thing." Um. But Obi-Wan says, I have to do this. And I really like how he's like, Roken, you're a great leader. Keep doing it because people will follow you. And Roken's like, I've only just begun or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, you know, I we were hoping we were going to see Tala in Andor. I think we could see Roken in Andor. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because it's only five years difference. And he's part of. I, I think that we could see Roken in it. That's in what Andor. I literally said at my watch party. I'm like, I hope we see Roken, but I don't know. Also, yeah, I'm, I like Roken. I want to check this because I know that I saw that Ice Cube was supposed to be in the show. Oh, yeah. that, they 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 came out and they said that was a. It's fake. First of all, that was a that was a rumor that he oh, was in it, but it was on I IMDb. Yeah, and IMDb, the website said they made a mistake. Because oh, okay. I was so, like the whole time, I'm like, okay, Ice Cube has to be in this last episode, and then <laughs> that, I was like, okay. Yeah, so he's Ice Cube is not on IMDb anymore as a credit. So, um, yeah, that's so funny. And so that he was even on there to be like for a while as like a character right but um yes yeah, so he they have a drop ship apparently like i guess it was it's, it was different than the it wasn't an airspeeder because those don't fly in space so but it was a different ship that they had on that ship apparently and so he goes on that then goes in a different direction mm-hmm. um and so, so they, apparently there's three ships within a ship Because 
everyone was saying that that ship that they were on was actually like another ship inside the main transport that Vader destroyed. No. no. Okay, maybe not then. I think there was two of the same ships. Because they looked very similar, I think. Because there's, th- like, the ship when Vader pulls it down and he's standing right there. Yeah. Like, the capacity of people that could be on that ship was about looked the same as the capacity for the one that they're flying. So I think they're just the same ship times two. But I think the one that he destroyed was way bigger, honestly. But it doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, so the Star Destroyer immediately picks up that another ship, a drop ship left, and there's only a one life form. Vader is like, that's Kenobi. They follow him, but the Grand Inquisitor was standing right next to him on the uh, command deck, and he's like, Vader, the, it's more important to go after all those people who are on part of this path. We can destroy the entire path right here, right now. That's a bigger objective for the Empire. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, but Vader... He's not wrong, but Vader says, no, we're going to do... We're going to follow Kenobi, follow I Kenobi. Like and I really like... Him. Well, did you see the Grand Inquisitor's expression and mannerisms after vader said we're going with kenobi mm-hmm. like he has this he like scared to death okay no he wasn't scared he's like okay vader whatever yeah. like he just submitting to authority but the, the i really like the the actor's mannerism and, and like head tilt like okay okay type of thing um but they change course and Vader says, prepare my ship. Ship, I have to face him alone. So, that's... All right, this is happening. It's happening, everybody. It's, it's like The Office mm-hmm. with Michael. It's happening, it's happening. Um, but, uh, so apparently there's another planet right by, nearby. So he just goes to that planet and lands. Um, and it reminded me of the final... Like the scenery of the final battle in uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all the, all yep. those pillars. That's literally what I thought of like, too. Like I was like, why have I seen then, this before? And spoiler alert: at the end, Obi Wan enters the Avatar state <laughs> and defeats. Vader. Honestly, yeah. Um, Dang. That's basically what it was. Um. Well, Dave Filoni. True. Worked on worked on Avatar and is in part. He wasn't like fully involved in Kenobi, but obviously I mean, they have him as a consultant. Come on. They, hey, just see the setting in Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, just do this for the finale. It, yeah. When she was like, I don't know how yeah, to do so. this epic fight scene, but I know I have to do this or I'm going to get canceled by all Star Wars fans. And then he's like, Well, you see yeah. an Avatar The Last Airbender? That scene. Read that. <laughs> Now, if they had him like spinning the rocks around him, like Aang, that, that, like, then that okay, would have been okay. a little much. And his eye, his like eyes turn white. Yeah, that would have been yeah. extra. <laughs> or puts on like the 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 rock bodysuit, like oh, Aang God. does when he covers himself in rocks. That um, would have been but, yeah. yeah. If you haven't watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, go watch Avenger, it. Go, go watch support it. Dave Filoni because he needs all the help he yep. can get. Yep, he's a he's up and coming. He's a, a new new artist and yep. creator. But anyway, he Kenobi lands, and while he's taking off his robe jacket thing, um, 
Lola was in his pocket because Leia wanted to have Lola give him comfort like she yeah, was, that was earlier. So cute. And oh yeah, I was like, dang it! Is that when you bawled? And so no, <laughs> but uh, he leaves the ship, and then Vader arrives, lands his ship. Exits the vehicle, and Kenobi is right on the edge of the open field area, and then where the rocks are. And Vader walks up and says, have you come to kill me? And then we had, we had two lines that are references. So uh, Kenobi says, I will do as I must, which was the line he said when he fought Anakin in episode three. And then Vader says, then you will die, which is what he said to Ahsoka in their fight in Rebels. And so there are already callbacks, already references. Like, it's already, oh, dang, this is emotional. Um, and then they just start, they start fighting. Mm-hmm. And so this fight was a very different kind of fight because... Like Kenobi, he's you can tell like the beginning of the fight, he's still like remembering the flow, and then like through the fight, he's getting better he finds and better. A switch somewhere. Um, yep. Yeah. And so it's really great because the environment played an effect, like a big role on the fight because it was uneven ground, and there's like their blades were hitting the pillars, stone pillars, and they're throwing rocks at each other. But I really like the the choreography in this fight like this this is the oh, best yeah, live action so duel since um episode three. episode three um and it was like i'm not good at watching choreography and like oh yeah that's you know this like i could see like episode three obi-wan like, i can't do that but i felt like there were there are moves that anakin or at obi-wan did that were Anakin's moves from episode three, like spinning behind the back and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I thought that. Well, and we saw the choreography some of that on... too in the uh, last episode um, with the training right. and stuff. So... Right. Right. And so uh, it was, so it was very, very, I don't know. It's hard to describe because it's a lightsaber fight. Like how do you describe each motion and stuff? But it was, I thought the choreography was great. It was actual choreography that was more like a dance rather than just hitting a blade here, hitting a blade there, which we saw in like the sequel trilogy, like where it was just, there was no artistic flow to it. There was no, um, it was two people using lightsabers. You wouldn't be able to tell that they were force sensitive, but here, it was very choreographed in such a way where the flow was very like, you have to be a force user to make these moves and to anticipate things and to redirect and all that stuff. So I thought it was very well done. Um, and so uh, the chat, the chat, real quick, the chat is saying yellow snow. Exactly. Yellow snow is good. And the chat said that in the return of the Jedi um, at 49 minutes and zero, Point two seconds. Um, you can see Leia has a uh, gun hilt, and it looks similar. 
Um, but there's a little oh, like little added stuff to the left. So that's the only time we see her with one before she uh, has to change into her dress on uh, when she gets like yeah an indoor. indoor. But under that, when, when they happen to happen to have a, a dress that yeah. fits her perfectly. But like under <laughs> that um thing, she has like gun hilt all entire time. So right. we can just assume that it's the same one, like. Yeah, I have to go look like, and watch. That'd be so cool if it was the same it one. It would be cool. Um, it's hard to see from that angle. Let's just right. say it is. But yeah, I'll definitely go check that out. Thank you for that clutch yeah. comment. He, the yellow, yellow snow. snow yeah. said. He looked through all of them, or they looked through all of them, I should say. I don't. All, all three. Cool. Three movies. Cool. That's nice to know. Um, but we get to a point. Where, um, so you you do we I, in the fight you see Obi Wan has one hit on like Vader's like near his wrist type of thing like at the lower end of mm-hmm. the saber where he pushes him back, and then he Obi Wan tries to use the force to break a stone pillar on the Vader, yeah. and Vader catches it right away. And Vader's like, oh, your your strength has returned, but your weakness remains. And, dude, when he force-pushed that stone away from him, he launched that. That went so far. Like, I don't know. I was like, dang. I thought last week's with him pulling that ship ship out of the air was crazy. Him. But... But like him pushing this giant rock out of the way so far away, yeah. I was like, dang, that's pretty intense. But um and so I I really like that that line that your strength has returned, but your weakness remains. Mm-hmm. And then they continue to that fight. Tattoo on your back, Jeremiah. Uh I'm I'm good. Because <laughs> your back does a little bit better, but it's still weak. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, some, something like that. That makes sense. But uh, but Vader, he hits the ground with the saber and it cracks, yeah. and then he uses like force pushes it to crack it more. And he's like, "And this is why you will always lose." And so the the ground opens up and. He, Obi-Wan falls down, but I really like they said, this is why you always lose, which goes back to the flashbacks from last episode when Anakin's all about winning and wanting to beat mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. And that's, that parallel is great. And so I like guess it's a callback to a previous episode, but it's also going all the way back to Anakin's story of pre episode two and their struggle, his struggles, and Obi Wan's lessons, and it's still there. Yeah, uh, he's still in his. Anakin head. still wants to win, still wants to beat Kenobi, and so he falls down into this hole, and then Vader just starts burying, burying him with rocks and pillars and stuff, and walks away. So like, I thought this was going to be how it ended. Like I thought that's how because. You know, the line from episode four is, um, I haven't felt his presence since, dot, dot, dot. And so, 
it implied that, you know, he didn't die, but he felt his presence. And mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is it. Like he, last time he felt his presence was when he was buried. Um, and so I'm like, dang, okay. That this is how they separate. Cause I was like, how do they fight each other? But then just separate and because obviously we know they don't neither of them die. So it's like, how do they make this fight and yeah. where they can separate? And I thought this is how they were gonna do it. Um so then it flashes to Kenobi underground under the rubble with a a force bubble yeah. holding up the rocks. And I really like this scene because like you mentioned like where like there was a switch like where did that happen and so at first when he's down there he's remembering all the bad things about his failure the bad things that happened hearing things that anakin said and it's and he's thinking about that and he's getting depressed and he's getting weak but then he starts picturing leia and luke and those images and that gives him the switch that switches it and then he force pushes all those rocks off of him and he jumps up. And so I really like how at the end of the day, it was his attachment to Luke and Leia that gave yep. him strength. And I, at that's just, you know, it's, that's the whole, one of the major themes in star Wars is the whole idea of attachment and Jedi. And was it healthy? Was it unhealthy? Was it good or bad? And, you know, here it shows whether Obi-Wan realized it or not, but his attachments gave him strength to get, to overcome his past yep. and to move forward because he knew he had to save Leia and Luke and protect them. So he got, and he got those hops. I like how mm-hmm. he, he was climbing up, but like his jumps were definitely force influence jumps, <laughs> which it's always cool to see a force jump. But, and so he then go, goes and chase, and then you just see Vader walking back to his ship. And then he stops, looks a little bit, and then they start fighting again when, they, when Obi-Wan catches up. And so this is where, like you said, the switch was turned on, and this is where Kenobi was in God mode. He went to level 99. Yep. He was this top-notch. He was... Very he aggressive over 9, in what you. Sure. Yep. I don't know the reference, but did he go Super Saiyan? Is this is this what the, is that, that the part close kind of close? Yeah, well, yeah, close Super enough. Saiyan, Super Super, super Saiyan. Saiyan for sure. <laughs> um, but this is when he yeah, turned on so Super he, Saiyan three, right? He was always at Super Saiyan two, but this is his third form. Like he went okay, and so. Um, a lot of good choreography. The best choreography was at this part in the fight, and then Dude, the angles too. We gotta talk about like it was way back, but when they're fighting and the camera came in in between the rocks, like from the distance, you can just see the red and blue lightsaber fighting on the ground. It's so dope. Like their right. camera angles yep. and the, the lighting is so great. Good. Yep, and so they uh. So the first thing that Vader or that Obi-Wan does, I think that he does to weaken him 
is he just keeps hitting his chest uh, console thing with the blunt end of his lightsaber. And so that's, look, he could have killed Anakin right there if he turned his saber the other way. So so even at this point, He's still believing. Yeah, he doesn't want to finish him. That maybe he there's done it like four times. Right. He, yeah, because he pounded his chest plate console thing like four or five times, and it was just sparking, and that really weakened and even the way Vader he hit that's... him in the back. So like Vader goes to strike, and then he dodges and hits him in the back, but he doesn't like follow through. It's kind of just like a like a cut on the back. It doesn't. But does the the top of Vader's cape? Isn't it like? Like the, the the cape part doesn't come out down until like his mid back, right? Then the top part like a hardened yeah something something thing. metal. So I think so. so yes, he his, could have cut through Vader, but found out because someone was still complaining about how Vader could have walked through and got Kenobi, but his cape is fireproof. So because the whole point of his cape is that he he can't die from lava, I guess because. His cape is able to like go in lava essentially, so that's why it like melted instead of like cut it off in half. <laughs> Sounds like an EU. Thing. It might be, <laughs> but but either yeah, way, so clearly if that if his cape didn't fall off, so it's definitely resistant in some way. Maybe there's like some shreds yeah, but, of Baskar inside of his cape. But you do still see a large orange striped yes. on his it shoulder blades so like it did do damage it's just weird like you said like um, you think his cape would be dangling after that or something but because doesn't because it, it almost looks like it bounces off yeah. but isn't there isn't there a scene when vader and luke are fighting in empire strikes back where vader gets hit like in and it uh luke's blade bounces off him uh, Didn't that happen? No, I thought it. I thought it. it there was like, maybe, but gotta, like, but you got to remember, <laughs> Vader's whole suit is completely different by the time we get there. Like he has to keep moneyed himself. He keeps getting injured. Well, he yeah, loses but more I'm, limbs. I'm just, like I don't think he is he even have any more limbs. I'm, I thought there was still a. No, all of his limbs are taken off by episode yes. three. He lost one episode two, and then the other three in episode. Yeah. So I he doesn't have any more limbs, but like he just always gets more injured and he always has some modest suit. And like you can look at the, the way that they designed it in this show is so different than the the actual Vader. Yeah, but yeah. So chest plates destroyed, gets hit in the shoulder blades. Um, Vader or Luke, ugh, so many names. Obi Wan. <laughs> Takes a rock and throw a single rock and throws it at Vader. Also, but earlier on in the fight, how did Obi Wan's ankle not get broken uh, when Vader hit him with a rock? That is, I got hit in the ankle with a baseball once. It didn't break. Dude, you but were out on a commission for a couple of days. It, it was, dude. The bruise oh, yeah. I had on my ankle was crazy. But that giant rock hitting him in the ankle, how did that not just break his ankles? But and he's older. But he's anyway. a Jedi, so the Force kind of soaked it in on him. The Force will sustain yeah. him. But then they start fighting a little bit, and then uh, he f- does a big Force push against Vader, and Vader goes flying, <laughs> hits a pillar 
Like, I've never seen Vader get tossed like that before. Like that's they pretty crazy. Made Vader and then look so agile in this, which I which like. I like because because he's, he's still he's still stiff, but like because he would be he would be only thirty two years old. Yeah, he's still stiff, so like, he's but still he's not young... as stiff as he is in like Episode Six. Right, Episode Six. Even when we get to see him in Rebels, he's still pretty agile. Yeah, okay. too. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. And Rogue One, he seemed really agile. Nah. The walk scene he, in Rogue One? The the hallway scene? Now, he was pretty slow because here's the thing. He could have gotten those plans really easily. Like, he would rather those yeah. plans get away than for him to run down that hall. <laughs> that was kind of yeah. funny. But because he could have just force pulled that thing out of the guy's hand from pull, the start. but Pull that whole guy. Apart, you just force choke, force choke to all of them, breaking their necks. Like but... rip the guy's arm off with it, and then, t- dude, that would have been so cool. Yep. Um, but we're getting close. Uh, so then he gets the, and so he gets thrown back. Vader is getting up off to trying to get up off the ground, catches breath but he can't catch his breath because his breathing apparatus is getting jacked but then you see obi-wan lift his hands up and once again it's always about lifting rocks yep. <laughs> it's, it's always going to be about lifting rocks in star wars so uh i was surprised that obi-wan would do this because we've never seen like Okay, the only time we've seen this many rocks is when Ray opens up the thing in Episode Eight, like the the, the cave system. Oh yeah, she yeah, moves yeah. all those rocks so they can escape. But that, that was, was just like run. her really, and that was her pushing. That was really, it. yeah. She was standing there; she could take time to think and like do it. But this was Obi Wan just turned it on, lifted him up, and then he just starts throwing these rocks, hailing them down on Vader. And this was insane for me; like I was crazy and i think if you watch the scene i thought i like kenobi was smiling when he's doing this he has a little smirk like like look how powerful i am like i'm the master (laughs) you're still the learner type of thing which yeah it's like some things he's more like angry he's like also, I, I haven't gotten a 4K TV yet, so I yeah, can't get one of those. Yep, I gotta get one of those. If anyone wants to send me a 4K oh, TV, boy. yeah, you know, he kind of does smile at the end when he's getting. I think it's more of flex, like I can do this. Yeah. Yep, and then they. Someone asked in the chat: Is there a bunch of rocks and rebels too? Not that I can remember. Uh, I don't. I don't know either. Off the top of my head, if you can find out, put it in the chat. There's probably like, there's probably like, some rocks were thrown, <laughs> but not like there's always a rocks large amount all the time. Are, Jedi are always lifting rocks, but um, they fight with the sabers a little bit more, I think. And then Vader gets pushed back again, and Obi Wan does this running thing, jumps on a ledge, and then kind of like. Almost looks like uh, Palpatine when he 
is to get arrested and he spins forward like when he's like horror level with the ground and he's like flying through the air like this is what kenobi was doing basically and he hits the helmet of vader and i'm like this is it like we i expected this was going to happen at some point where his helmet was going to get cut open and we'd see hayden behind that mask and so uh that helmet gets cut open and then we stay he gets up and this is a conversation that they have and it's very emotional conversation and so this is where kenobi like fully realizes it's anakin in this suit because he sees his face and he says anakin vader says something like anakin i killed anakin I am all that remains, or yeah, something I'll like that. Um, he just says Anakin, and then does Vader say? Oh, so they do that Vader like heaving breath when he almost when he died in Episode Six, and it like broke my. Yeah, heart. I like that. Oh, he said Anakin is gone. Anakin's gone. I'm all that remains I am what now. Remains, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then. Yeah, and then Kenobi's crying. That part. Were you he's, crying at this He's part? crying. No. What? Not this yet. This part was like, Not oh, yet. God. Stop. Uh, so, uh, okay, I'm, it was like my normal crying, right? I can be a little teary-eyed, a little t- okay. misty-eyed. You were, you were but, tearing. Yeah. But um, and then he's like, It kind of looked like apologized. Hayden, too. What? This part. Like, you could tell that it was Hayden Christensen. Well, yeah. Well, I, I feel like the other time when we saw his face in the back of the tank, it didn't look like him at all to me. I think well, the blue light from the lightsaber helped. When you catch on fire, how, let's see how much you look like your normal I mean, self. I've had a, I have a family <laughs> but, member who caught them, so that got caught on fire. And yeah, she does not look the same. So, makes sense. Okay. Uh, that's a different um, story for a different time. Anyway, um,. And then, so then Vader says something along the lines of, um, uh, so Obi-Wan, he apologizes for everything. And he says, Anakin was not your failure. I destroyed him, I think. Did he say, I destroyed him? That's the line that he uses with Ahsoka and Rebels. And then he says, he has one more line, I think. Kimber, he said, "I am why." Then my friend is truly dead. That's what. Kind of was no, there's something else that Anakin no, said or Vader said. Because we wanted to apologize or whatever, and then I, I'm the same so way. That, I. It's so slow. The same way I destroyed you, that's what he says. Oh, I yeah, I destroy, I destroyed him, and then the he says same way I, the same way I will destroy you. I will destroy you. Um, and then that's when he says that my friend is truly gone or dead or whatever, and so this scene was okay. So this is something I posted on the Discord. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Um. But someone on Instagram, I saw a little video on Instagram, 
So here, Kenobi hits, cuts open the left side of Anakin's helmet. Ahsoka does. Ahsoka, the the right side, but Luke is the only one that can remove the full helmet. And so he tells Luke to remove it too. Yeah. So like, you know, Obi Wan couldn't save Anakin from Vader. Ahsoka couldn't save Anakin from Vader, but Luke was the one, and Luke is the one that was able to fully remove Anakin's helmet, Vader's helmet. And so I thought that that's very, I have to believe that that's intentional. Yeah, it definitely, I think, I I mean, why not? Because, like, they, I don't know, I thought that's just a very Mm -hmm. well-written, like, when someone pointed that out, I thought that was a very great thing. And it really adds to the original trilogy yeah. more. Like I, I went back and watched just that scene of him taking the helmet off Vader, and it just meant like so much more oh, yeah. to me. And so, um, so I can see you with my yes. own eyes. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but what I really liked that they did with this scene though was because they didn't really they didn't do this with the Ahsoka rebel Ahsoka fight with in rebels with Vader Anakin. Um, but here it goes back and forth between his Vader voice and Anakin's voice and it overlaps and it goes in and mm-hmm. out. Like I really liked that They did that. Whereas in Ahsoka, the Ahsoka fight, um, it's mainly just Anakin's voice was a little bit of distortion. Like, but it's mainly just straight Anakin oh, yeah, voice. Yeah. And so I like how they did so. He would like say a whole sentence and, and then like the, the last word would, would be Vader. Like Vader or... Yeah, go in and really out. Cool. So I thought that was really cool how they did that. Um, it really added emotion because it's... It's still... I still want to believe that even in this moment, Anakin is still in there. Like, he still, because, like, he had this conversation with Obi-Wan. So, it's, he's not fully overtaken by the dark side in this moment. Like, but he's telling himself a lie that that Anakin is dead, that he's been destroyed. And, but the fact that he's having this conversation with Anakin, or with Obi-Wan, shows that he's having, he's still conflicted, even though, when you watch back when Anakin is speaking through the helmet, you see him smirking. He's Hayden is mm-hmm. smiling like he's proud of him destroying Anakin. But yeah, um, it, it I still like... think it was Anakin in that moment. What? Yeah, I don't. It kind of felt like Gollum when he became Gollum, and that's uh, Smeagol. Something like that. I, I that's why I said never mind because <laughs> I've only seen those movies once and I vaguely remember. Again, maybe, but yes. And so Obi Wan says, "You know, then my friend is truly gone," and he walks away. So I thought this was a surprise that this is how they ended it. Um, because I, I I thought there was gonna be where they were gonna be forced to be separated. Where they couldn't finish one 
each other off or mm-hmm. something like that. But he just walked away where he showed mercy, which makes sense later on with the rest of Riva's story about showing mercy and not killing. Well, and um, it, it made Anakin or made Vader so much more mad because he oh, showed yeah. him mercy. And but he didn't have the strength to go after him, right? And it so it also makes it to the point where he, that whole line in A New Hope, like it still works because it kind of was the same outcome, in the sense of they fought, but then Kenobi still was he was able to be so powerful again to the point where Vader could not get him, and he had a soul of mercy to Vader again. So that's two times that Obi-Wan, I mean, Vader could die there, I guess. He showed mercy in the sense that he didn't finish him off, but he could still potentially die, I guess. But Right. Um, but at the end of the day, what they should have done, Obi-Wan and Vader, they should have just sat down at a sure. table, and have a hot beverage, sure. specifically coffee or tea, from our sponsor Ooh. today, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. So, you know, this could have saved the galaxy from a lot of trouble. So if you want to help save this planet and have less conflict with people, buy some coffee from Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, and let's hear a little commercial from them. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code EMPIRERADIO, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Go get it. All right. So, uh, Anakin is screaming, you know, he's like, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. It was very scary, like how he was screaming it. I was like, dang. But Kenobi, he, he just keeps walking. Like a G, and he goes back to his ship. Second time he turned his back on Anakin. Oh. I'm just kidding. Well, he shouldn't have turned to the dark side. Like, it's all on him. Because <laughs> he turned his back on the whole galaxy, so. Ooh. But yes. So. Could he um, kill younglings properly? Well, we see that Not he Not all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Kenobi, he gets back on his ship. He leaves. Um, and he, so at this point he leaves and then this is when Reva has her scene with Luke when she's about to kill him or wants to kill him. 
and Obi-Wan senses something is wrong, senses that uh, Luke is in danger. So he punches it to overdrive or overdrive, <laughs> hyperdrive, overdrive. hyperspace, whatever. Um, and we, it goes back to Tatooine and Owen and Baru are yelling Luke's name out into the desert, trying to hear if he's screaming or asking for help or anything like that. Um, Kenobi lands at the homestead, goes there directly. And then he says, you know, Luke's, Owen says Luke's missing. And uh, Kenobi's all right, I'll go search the Dune Sea, which that's a lot of territory to Dune Sea. True. But so he starts going out there, but then Baru, you know, focuses on her and she's looking off in the distance and she's like jarred and says, like, Ben. And the camera goes and you see a figure coming out from the dark and it's clearly Reva holding Luke's body. And so, you know, there are going to be people who say, well, obviously he's not dead. Like this is a stupid scene, but you have to watch it from the perspective of Owen, Baru and Kenobi. They don't know that he's survives. Like they think that he's dead. And like, you Mm -hmm. can just feel like they're just at a loss and they're terrified and worried and they're about to like break out in tears or whatever. And so Reva comes, sets Luke down and they're all, everyone's just watching. And then you see Luke turn his head and Owen and Baru grab him and pick him up and leave. Um, and so Reva's down on the ground on her knees and Obi-Wan goes up to her and, um, She's in tears and she's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And she's like, I failed them. Vader killed them all and I failed them or something like that. Yeah. And Obi-Wan uses his wisdom. He's like, you have not failed them. You've given them peace. Like you've shown mercy. Mm -hmm. So like this mercy is what he just showed Anakin moments earlier. Yep. And you know, that's a true sign of a Jedi is to show mercy. And yeah. it's like one of those things like when you don't show mercy, then you know, you're embracing the dark side. It's you know, Mace Windu, he went to he wasn't gonna show mercy on Palpatine. He was going to kill him. And look what happened to him. Like he didn't turn to the dark side per se, but he went to some dark he went to Place. went through the line and he was about to cross it and but Palpatine has unlimited power, so what can you do? Right. But yes, yeah, so um and Reva's like, Did I become him? And he's, and he's like, Because you show mercy, you haven't. Like you've overcome and you've honored You may cut off some poor people's hands for <laughs> no reason. Yeah. And so, Who knows what to become the third sister? Uh, I don't know, but and Obi Wan's mind, no, because you didn't kill the only Jedi that really matters is Luke. So yeah, until you so, get to Episode Eight, then he doesn't. Matter. So Reva is 
torn because she doesn't know what to do. But Obi-Wan's like, you know, that's up to you. You choose your own path from now moving forward. So, mm-hmm. like, I didn't like that she survived. I thought, I honestly, when she pulled out her saber, I thought she was going to ignite it and fall on it. <laughs> I thought that's what she was going to do. To do, like, the honorable thing, in yeah. a sense. Um, but she probably knew that getting a blade to your chest doesn't kill you, so what's the point of falling on your blade? Um, she already fell on a blade earlier that day, so... Yeah, so... So, obviously, Disney has plans for this character in one way or another that takes place after this, so... Yeah, I don't know what that is. I I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. Like, I doubt we're going to see her in Andor. Like, that just wouldn't make sense. Um, no, that'd be weird. But it could, but... I'm sure she'll be in comics. I'm sure she'll be maybe in an animated show or a video game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Cal Kestis and her team up somehow. That'd be cool. Because I think... See, I can get behind that. Like, I can be behind it. Because I think... Fallen Order Survivor, which is a sequel, takes place five years after mm-hmm. the first one. So the first one was five years after Order 66, and the second one's five after. So it's literally the same time period. Yeah. So I think it's possible that they are going to have Reva in Jedi Survivor, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'd like. Like it, it's you know it's a video game. Yes, it's canon. But, like, you can do your own thing in a video game. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. You know, it does, but it doesn't. So, I I liked the third sister's story in this show. I just don't care about having her more. Uh, yeah, I feel the but, same. Like, I, I liked her in the show. I thought she did well. I thought the character was cool. Do I want a show of that? I don't. And if I do get a show of that, I want it as her, as a youngling, like younger becoming the third sister or as a third sister. Like, I would love to see it like in inner struggle that she had the entire time trying to plot her plan to kill Vader. Why Vader is around. I thought, I think that would be a really cool show, but I feel like it would have to do a lot with the inquisitors themselves but them going around killing jedi and stuff like that would be really cool it'd be super dark and i don't think disney's ever gonna make like a, a dark show maybe unless it's like a vader show but well, they finally started showing kids getting killed so true so i think they're, they're gonna be flirting with that line a lot more but i'm i'm down to flirt Let's yes flirt. so that is so we still got more in the episode but that's the end of the Main two storylines, Reva's story and the Vader uh, Kenobi story. And so after this scene on Tatooine, we go back to Mustafar. Mm -hmm. And from a far shot from Vader sitting on his throne, we see a hologram. I'm like, oh, this is Palpatine, definitely. And Vader's like, we send out probes to every system in range. Like, we're going to put all of our research. Nothing is going to stop us. And then it goes to Palpatine, and they look great. Dude, that's like, so good. This is definitely uh, original trilogy looking Palpatine. Um, yep. 
Because when we see him in Revenge of the Sith, after he gets all janky, he looks one way. When you see him in Episode Nine, he looks very different. But here, it's like classic Palpatine, how we think of him from the original trilogy, which is great. I really like the eyes popped out, like the yellow eyes popped out yeah. in the hologram. Um, and Palpatine. Even Vader's helmet looks clean, like it looks new. Yeah. It's shiny. Brand new. He just took it out of the box. His his uh, Black Series Vader helmet that he yeah. got in the mail. <laughs> um, he pre-ordered that one, so yeah, he, he, got, he made sure he had that. But um, So he, Vader has all of these goals to take out Kenobi, and Palpatine really shuts him down. Like, you f- you seem agitated. <laughs> yeah, you think? And he's oh, like, crap. I feel if your feelings for your old master are getting in the way of things. And um, he's like, Kenobi means nothing to me. Well, he said, well, first he said, uh, Palpatine's like, if you cannot get these under control or something like that, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That's when Vader like straightens up and moves his head back. Like, because mm-hmm. it was implying that Palpatine's like, I'm going to come and put an end to you. Like, I'm going to punish yeah. you. And Vader was scared of Palpatine in that moment. Mm-hmm. And he says, Vader means nothing. Even though he said to the third sister in episode two or whatever, like, uh, Kenobi is everything. Like, the Grand Inquisitor yeah. means nothing. Kenobi is everything. And then here he says, Kenobi means nothing. And so this is why, story-wise, why Vader does not pursue Kenobi, why yep. Kenobi is not found, because Palpatine said, stop, it's clouding your judgment. You, it's Your feelings for your master are weakening you. Like, it's not good. Like, it's interesting that Palpatine didn't want Kenobi found. But, like... I think like, he's just afraid that Vader could turn back. Right. Because, like, there are Inquisitors, so maybe Palpatine has plans for the Inquisitors to try and find... Yeah. I, him, think, but... I think the biggest thing is that he's just afraid that he's going to lose Vader. Like, right. the thought of Anakin getting turned at all is too scary for him. Right. At this so, moment in time. Yeah, so I really like that they put that in there. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's one of those things that's going to shut down all the haters of this thing. Because if you didn't put that in yeah. there, they're like, well, why didn't Vader go find Kenobi? He knew yeah. he was alive. Mm-hmm. And so... What, what they need to do is make like a, a car, like an anime series of a what if. And then they made... They, they need Kenobi to like straight up tell Vader... You have two kids, and then see what he would do as they're like young kids. I think that'd be a cool concept. They do need to do a what if series, like that'd be fun. There was what, what was I can't remember what it was someone like posted like what if question like what if something happened in Star like. Well, there's what some was, memes but... that people are like been posting like what if logo on Star Wars stuff. Yeah, and I, I think it it would be kind of cool to like see what he would do if if. Kenobi would have just told him in that moment, like when his helmet's halfway off, like, yeah, but you have two kids. And because the whole point was like, he didn't want to lose her in childbirth, but he doesn't know he has two kids out there. And if he right. knew it, 
that young, only 10 years off of being Vader, like, would that change how he would be Vader or would he go kill them? Right. I think the whole point of it is supposed to assume he would go kill them, but it'd be cool to see if he didn't. Yes, so I, again, I really like that scene. And then that's when we hear. So the, the call gets shut Jerica off. Jerica in this chat said, or uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka becoming, or turning into the dark side and just looking super dope. Yeah, that would be cool too. <laughs> well, we could get the what if of what if Ahsoka and Maul went to go fight Palpatine. Oh, I want to see that fight. <laughs> that duel. Palpatine, with two, Palpatine with two sabers. Versus oh, yeah. Ahsoka with two sabers and Maul with his dual saber. Oh, and yeah. Say, like, that... Come on, Dave Filoni. Just, just do it for fun. It's like... No, that's what that would be. What if... That's know. like a fun thing, you know? Just like, do it for fun. Like, Visions is a fun thing. Let's just see. Like, let's like, just have fun. The thing is, this... Like, this last episode, I felt, was like... Almost like a fan-made thing. Like, it was just so... Oh, yeah. Straight to the point. Like, this is what we want to see in Star Wars. And yeah. it was like a fan-made thing, so... Dave, if you're listening, I know you listen. Come on. Let's do a what if. Yeah. Just for but fun. Yeah. And so, after this, it goes back to Alderaan. Mm-hmm. And Prettiest planet ever. Yes. R.I.P. Alderaan. Yeah. It kind of makes it, you know, no one cared about Alderaan getting destroyed because you don't see anything on there. But now it's like, yeah, but see now it, it actually matters. Yeah, you see the people, you see the landscape. You I see like the that city. I like that yeah. we're. I love when they're making a episode four even better story when they add all these yeah. stories onto it. I think yeah. it's so good. So now I gotta, I want to watch the movies like again now because mm. I haven't watched maybe them. like all of a New Hope, not just the last half. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you of course. Hate it. <laughs> but yeah, so Leia is in her room dressing herself. Just like how we Two first bombs. saw her. Two you know, on top, not all the way down. Yeah. No, yeah, on top. But so like when we first get introduced to Leia, she has her decoy getting dressed. Mm-hmm. But here we, it's kind of the same thing where she's putting everything on herself, getting dressed, and she puts on the holster from Tala. She put on the gloves that Obi-Wan bought her that yeah. she wanted. Um, she puts on these big boots, which, I don't know, the boots didn't really mean anything to me. I don't know. Is that from like... It's just like leather. Like, yeah. it's not... It's not. Uh, so I wasn't sure if that was a nod to something. I think like, it's, in the, it's, in the sense, movies. it's like not classy. It's right. it's but, more outdoorsy look. Like the thing is... She's, gonna, she's able to like run around and be a rebel. Right. Well, like what... I when I was watching the scene for the first time, I immediately said, "She is dressed like Luke is dressed in A New Hope, with all white, oh. with like the brown belt." Now he didn't have a holster on; he had like yeah. gadgets and stuff, but it had the same look. And but then at the end of this episode, when we see Luke again, he has that same white thing with the belt on. So yeah, um, it's just a great parallel that they're both wearing the same attire. And they don't even know each other. And like, sure, you know, Leia has like the Versace rich outfit version and Lucas has some rags from the desert. But yes, 
they're, I just like that they're paralleling that. Um, Do you like that she was more happy to see Lola than Obi-Wan? That makes sense, though. Because of her age, and she's a kid. But she was, like, super emotional to see Obi-Wan, and then she saw Lola back, and she's like, Lola, though! (laughs) That's what I want! Yeah, yeah, that is such a kid, though. Like, that... Yeah. So she was was shocked to see Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, but, because it was a surprise, because obviously Bale knew that was him coming, but she was shocked, and then she was shocked to see. Like she was about to cry, Lola. right? See Lola, and, and she saw Lola, um, and then she wasn't. She was just too happy, right? And so, um, now did you notice at the end when they're walking away that she has Lola in the holster? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny. I like that little detail. Um, but yeah, so she goes to get Lola. Obi Wan goes and talks to. Bale. Bale and I can never remember the mom's name. Briha, Briha, I think it is Briha or Brihu, Briha. Um, and he's Bale's like, you know, thank you. We could never repay you. <laughs> I saw this clip. There's this guy on YouTube, uh, bombastic. So he used to do like you could submit your clips of like Battlefront clips, just funny, cool moments. And so like I found him that through that. Because I mm-hmm. submitted some clips and got on some of his videos, but weird flex, um, but okay, weird flex. <laughs> but um, he just kind of now just does kind of like random little videos about Star Wars, just little small ones. And this one was like, "What do you mean? There's nothing you could do. Give him some food. Take him in for dinner. He hasn't yeah. had a hot meal. Change his hot, freaking clothes. Look how <laughs> dirty he is. You could do all these kinds of. Get him a hot meal. It was just kind of yeah. funny. But but yeah. So then Kenobi's like, you know. If you ever need my help again, you know how to find me. And so this is like the nod to him reaching out to Kenobi and, well, t- Rogue One, technically, slash um, A New Hope, how he reaches out mm-hmm. to Kenobi for this mission. And so, like, because obviously, yes, you can leave it open where there is an opportunity for Bale to ask for his help again or something I else. Think a stretch but, in it. but, like, it's, it's not necessary. Like, I guess. Well, and and the whole point too is like you want more time between him and Leia's interaction, right? And then because then when he goes talks to Leia, he says, "If you ever need my help from an old man someday, like that's clearly a New Hope stuff." So there's that. Um, and so then Kenobi goes and talks to Leia, and this is where I was crying my eyes out. <laughs> This is where that's this is a scene because when he started telling her the qualities of you that come from your mother and the qualities that come from oh, your yeah. father, I was just tears yeah, that, were coming part, down my face. I was, was like, rough. I that's when I was crying, and it was well, even like this whole great, conversation. I mean, for me, anything with her right now is like killing me, but like when when he was like, What uh, she's like, So what do you do now? and then. He was like, I don't know. What do you think I should do now? And then she's like, sleep. Like it was such a like a funny kid reaction. I feel like like I wonder so if that good. was improvised. I wonder if she just yeah, said maybe. that because that his laugh that seemed like, like a real laugh. Yeah, I feel like he was. I don't know. That seemed like the laugh was. I've never seen an or Obi Wan laugh like that before. Yeah. So it was, it was funny. It was a really um, good moment. I liked it. And then yeah, yes. of course that. Yeah, but. So Jerica, it was two two thirty AM and I was ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so um so so something I forgot to mention earlier with the whole Riva story, but when they're t- talking to Luke about the Raiders coming, uh Luke says I'm not afraid, which he says that same line to um Yoda. I can't remember if it was episode 5 or 6. But he's like when he says I'm not afraid. And then here uh Leia is like Will I ever see you again? Which was Anakin's line to Shmi in episode one. Will I ever see you again? Mm. And so there's two parallels there of quotes, which which is great. Um, but yes, so Leia and Obi Wan. I also like when he she said like he said, I wish I could tell you more about them about right. her, her parents and then she said it's okay and then she looked at her mom and dad yeah that part was like oh uh, ah. and so that's great like how they ended that with her is this a great way oh, yeah, like i said amazing. i was crying like crazy ugly crying but i really like but it's sad the, she never does see him again Season for like two seconds, then he in the distance when he gets KO'd. Yeah, so but maybe she sees him in a forest ghost. Probably. I think that'd be cool. To, they should. Well, they probably won't. Never mind. What? I think that would be cool. Like if they would have had like a more layered training montage or something, and then had like Obi Wan. Oh, talk to her. That would have been cool. But that'd be cool. Disney didn't plan, so yeah. But uh, yeah. So then, Kenobi goes back to Tatooine, goes to his cave, gathers up his stuff, and he puts on his Episode Three attire, mm-hmm. which he had, which still has all the, the burn marks on it. It's all dark, like dust, smoke marks, and stuff like that. But then he has like a another like vest jacket cloak thing on mm-hmm. which is apparently there's the comic series the marvel the obi-wan kenobi marvel comic series which is canon mm-hmm. it's the same outfit the white with the brown underneath thing over it or whatever so um that's cool that they did that and he goes to the homestead to kind of like give his final blessing and stuff to because owen's like what are you doing here ben He's like, I just want to tell you that the only protection Luke needs is from you. Like, I'll keep my distance now. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I don't know. I was kind of. It's kind of weird because we know that he is on. He stays on Tatooine to protect Luke. Like he's there yeah. for that. He stays there for that reason. But he gives that permission to Owen and Baru. Like, why did he have to stay on Tatooine if he? Gave that blessing to yeah, them. He still wants to make sure. Well, I know, but I don't know. It's kind of like a little nitpicky. I mean, but that's that's why, like in A New Hope, he said there was a one, but he died years ago, and like they haven't seen Ben Kenobi in a while. Right. Because I think because he like meets him as Ben Kenobi here, and that's probably the last time he met, saw him until right. he sees him again. Yeah. Because even in Rebels, when we see Kenobi fight Maul, mm-hmm. he's, Maul's like, oh, you're here protecting someone. 
And so even in Rebels, Kenobi's still thinking, I'm still here protecting Luke, even though mm-hmm. he's more distant. Um, because like at the end of that episode with Obi-Wan, Twin yeah. Sons, he goes on his do-back thing or whatever, and he's far off, but he sees the homestead, and you hear Bruce say, Luke, Luke, and you see Luke running. And so I wonder if that was the first time he saw Luke after he met him in this scene in Kenobi. Yeah. Also, but, in the chat's making a good point. Where else would he go? I don't know. Join up with the path. And they get killed. Nah. He could have helped out, but maybe the path hit a dead end because sounds like you want to see all died. season two. That's what it sounds like. I'm, you see I'm saying two of him I'm actually saying, doing that and then coming back to Tatooine anyways. I'm just saying he could have left. He gave that blessing to Owen. He could have left. He might leave. I don't know. He has to go sleep for a little bit. That is true. That's orders from the princess. But but after season, that, two, season two is just him building his cabin yeah, out on hat. the ledge his hut <laughs> hut <laughs> um but yeah so as he's going he gives his blessing to owen oh, and true that's a it's also a really good quiet place to focus on him with his new ma- his master again that is true and so um obi-wan goes back to his yopi yopi and owen is like Hey, Ben. And he looks back. You want to meet him? I'm like, oh, dang. And it is. They're going to meet. And I knew this was when they were going to do the line. I just knew it. Hello there. Hello there. So he walks up to kid Luke, 10-year-old Luke. And he's like, hello there. And then it goes to black. And then it goes to the final scene. But if they didn't put that line in the whole show, I could understand why everyone hated the show. And <laughs> but yeah, the classic hello there line is is great. And then the next time they meet, he hears hello there again from Ben. So that's pretty cool. And so then the final scene is Obi-Wan. He's on his Eopi, Eopi thing, walking through the desert. And he goes to the same, looks like, I'm assuming it's the same ravine that Luke was chased down into by Riva uh, mm-hmm. to look the same. And while he's walking, you see a force ghost emerge, and Master Qui Gon Jinn appears. He turns around, Liam Neeson, looking old, <laughs> just like Anakin looked old in this show. But um, like Obi Wan, he's like Master Qui Gon. I've been looking for you for all these years. Like I've always been here, but now you're finally ready. So. Like when he when, you know. Kenobi apologized to Anakin for everything. Mm-hmm. I think that like he finally that was when he finally let go of Anakin, yeah, and that attachment in a sense, yeah, and that allowed him to be free from that baggage, and so then mm-hmm. he was more able to then communicate. So yeah, with. so he spent ten years trying to contact him, and it never happened. That's what it seems like. Yeah, but. Yoda was supposed to have more training for him. So, like, does the training not start until oh, now? No. Yeah. Maybe that's what the thing is. Season two. He's Yoda 
Obi Wan, Chloe, more rocks. He's good at the rock stuff, and, man. And Qui Gon Jinn show. That's that's a crazy show right there. Yeah. Have to have to fight monsters on Dagobah. <laughs> There's always monsters on Tatooine because we haven't found. So we we, we got to see because I wonder what would Obi Wan experience going into the cave thing on Dagobah because Yoda had to go through that in Clone Wars on Dagobah. Luke had to go through that and face Vader in a sense. And then I wonder what Obi-Wan would fight because now he has his baggage is gone. True. But I don't know. But that's the end of the show. All done. Yeah. No mas. It's over. No no, uh, mid-credit scene, no end-credit scene. Show I didn't even done. check, honestly. I didn't even check for an end credit scene. Did you? What if, what if I just started talking about it and then we get to the end credit scene? Would you Dude, be I freaking would have out? freaked out. <laughs> did you really check, though? I did. I, did. I, I always check. Oh, every man. Everything on Marvel shows and Star Wars shows, I always skim through. The... That would have been the absolute worst watch party of all time if I missed like the biggest. You're, you're too sick to like realize. I was like, too sick think... to wait four more minutes for the credits to end. <laughs> and I just ended it. And then I didn't even. Good Lord. I'm so glad. That it wasn't. A... Oh. Gosh, it was like Vader or something or. Yep. So this show was amazing. Like it's. It's. You know, it's the whole time we're trying to think, making sure that this fits in the canon, doesn't contradict anything. I think they did a very good job on doing that. Mm, um, it still too. opens, there's still loose ends, open ends of like how things work, but like it's nothing contradicts, it just complements things. Mm. And, you know, they left it in such a way where they can expand upon these storylines if they want to. So, yep. I think it's a pretty much perfect show. Like, I. But I'm trying to, I was asking myself, how do I feel about this show compared to like Mando? Like, I don't know how to compare them. Like, which one do I like more? It's different. I know. It's so hard, but like. Because like Mando is so much like just character developing and like change and like learning about everything and the planets and stuff like that. This is like, it's that, but then it's also like, it's making sure that everything is canon and it's building on a story that we already know the characters we know they're not gonna die like there's it's a little different feel and it's it all aligns but this for some reason feels like it's very important right yeah it just feels it feels more canon even though it's all canon but it just has this like niche role that like I think it's just generations of us wanting this. So it has a lot of pressure. So it, it it's at a higher standpoint, but it's a little different to critic. I think it for sure. It's the best show that Disney has put out. I think Mando one season two, um, the, and uh, season 2.5 with the book of Boba stuff is really good. But like, this is like compared to the Boba Fett show. I mean, it's not even yeah. the same conversation. I, I, yeah, like you said, like this is more meaningful to Star Wars. Yeah. Like I feel like that's you're you're correct in saying that because yeah, like it adds to a story that we already know. Whereas Mando, like yes, it adds to a story, but it's like a side thing where 
it's just takes place after this main story that we know and it's just there and it has references and has characters that are part of the original trilogy type stuff or references and stuff but like yeah it's just an extra spin-off in a sense whereas kenobi it's adds so much more it's adds more context it makes us understand star wars better and i think that this show like will go down as and like years down the road it's going to be considered a, a work of art that hopefully will bring some people back that were hating on it like people are hating on the prequels back in the day but now people yeah really love no yeah i feel like this is going to be the same thing in a few years when people are going to realize the artistic people are trying to hate this. this too much i think they're trying too hard like like i said go watch eight and then come have a conversation with me about hating star wars because like it's so good and it and it does line up a new hope and it makes a new hope even deeper with the whole leia development like the leia development of a character that we love that we got cast a new version of her that everyone did not want but it's a version of her that's so young that we're okay with it and it still develops her character so much i think is beautiful in itself that's not even talking about vader and kenobi's development and and like that whole thing is amazing as well and the fight scene and all that stuff is good but just leia alone is amazing so i I don't know she needs her own show dude yeah i would watch it teenage leia like yeah wait wait a couple years when she's actually older because the thing is so in a new hope like Leia said when she gets face to face with Vader, she's like, I thought I recognized your foul stench or something like that. Like she never met Vader, saw Vader in the show Mm -hmm. and knows that that's Vader when they get introduced. So it's like, does she have interaction with Vader at some point before a new hope? Cause like she knows, but when she meets him, she knows who he is and knows like recognizes him in a sense. So it's like, I wonder if that is something that happened where they saw each other or whether even it's just like a video of, they saw a hologram of Vader or something where she would recognize him. But yeah, like, I I don't know. I want to see her becoming a politician early on, like those early teenage years because she's 19 in a new hope. And so you have nine years of like, I don't know the the girl Vivian, the actress. I don't know how old she is exactly, mm-hmm. but if if she's like twelve now or something like that, she's probably just a little bit older than ten. But if she's twelve, like in three years when she's like fifteen, doing a show, like that'd be great. Like be around the time of Rebels, her doing some stuff. It'd be cool going on missions and mm-hmm. stuff with her. But I don't know that Vivian girl. Her life is made now. <laughs> like, yeah. Like hands down she's gonna have like a huge career yeah it'd be cool but yeah so anything else about the show i know we could oh i mean we could deep dive all day we could deep dive in this even more about all the things but like i love this show so much so should yeah so honestly a thousand out of ten um andrew the child was literally just saying they miss him andrew literally texted me at the end of this too and he said that it was like a thousand out of ten for him too. So that's Andrew's hot take right there. He loved it. So um yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I think the haters need to stop and just 
let Disney do their thing and until something's ridiculously wrong in canon, then we can have a conversation. Oh, they killed the Grand Inquisitor. Ah, yeah. broke yeah, yeah, exactly. So many people <laughs> freaked out about that. Exactly. Uh, like, geez, stop. just wait. Right. Just wait. And then come back at the last episode, but um, and then right. we'll have a conversation. But All right. Well, that's it for the episode. Should we announce what we're doing next week? Yes, so next week in like Tuesday the twenty eighth. Yes. So before yeah, this, yes, it's in like a few days from now. Yeah, because we're late. But yes, so um, before the Kenobi series came out, mm. people in the Discord wanted us to do a top five Obi Wan Kenobi moments type thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't want to do that because I feel like there's going to be great stuff that we would want in our list for top fives after the show. So now that the show is over. Correct. You're going to get more Kenobi because this next episode, which would be episode 150 of Empire Radio. Ooh, that's cool. We're going to do top five Obi-Wan Kenobi moments. And so I have not come up with my list, and I have like three days to figure it out. Yeah, I haven't either. But with that, I think what would be cool is it's a short days. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be really quick. But it'd be really cool if you guys could submit one of your favorite moments via voicemail. So I would just encourage some of you guys listeners to send voicemails and maybe submit your favorite Kenobi yeah. scene. I think that'd be really fun. A yeah. little bit more fan interaction with the top five. Yep. And also, so that's the 28th. Now on July the 5th, which mm. Tuesday oh, the yeah. 5th, um, yeah. well, we're, we're actually going to take that week off from doing a show. Yes. Um, so, cause you know, I was thinking we got, you got some extra episodes from us from Star Wars Celebration doing trailer breakdowns and stuff. So you guys got spoiled a little bit. So we figured we can take a break for a week and cause it's a holiday week. Anyway, people are probably going to be out of town. Yeah, and busy and I'm out of town. Stuff. It's just going to be a lot easier if we, yeah. we had the fifth off because we have some really cool stuff lined up after that. And yeah. are we announcing so, that or are we just, gonna... uh, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be really mean to our listeners. I'm going to say, uh, after this recording, I'm going to go on a Discord and I'm going to tell people what we're doing for three weeks after our week off. So Ooh. if you want to have a sneak peek on there what we're go. doing on July 12th, 9th, or actually, I should say this, the 12th, and then mm-hmm. Sunday, the 17th, where you have to Ooh, schedule yes. for that Sunday, and then to the 26th, mm-hmm. uh, we have some special stuff. And then moving forward, it'll be something else and then we'll be also in august doing a uh star wars legos summer vacation movie discussion review yeah because that movie but, out. but we have some exciting stuff for july that we want to talk and i'm gonna announce that in the discord so join the discord if you guys haven't already yes yes so um yeah we'll get into the social stuff later at the end yes if you want to know how but uh we might as well just transition over to everyone's favorite part true uh, I just wanted voice- to mention that before we get into the voicemails. Cause... Yes. So, voicemail time. Let's transition. Let's get it. It's voicemail time. All right. So, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine voicemails. Um, so, these first four is from Coldest, who I think... 
last last week and then or last two weeks or something. I can't remember. He sent in uh, some voicemail. So he sent in four of them actually. Oh wow! So let's listen to these. And I listened to these like a week ago. So like I can't even remember what half these voicemails are. Oh, so it's like late. new to you. So <laughs> let's listen to the first one from Coldest. Master Skywalker, do you want to hear a poem? Roses are red, violets are blue, Master Skywalker, there's too many of us. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, heck no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. So, yes, a little poem from Anakin Skywalker, right. and Padawans outnumber him and take him on. So, yes, <laughs> uh, that's a funny little poem that he could always bring out for a joke. All right. Coldest, number two. Hello, Empire Radio. I'm going to be doing a trivia every week. This one is steadily get harder, so oh God. you hopefully won't have any trouble with the first three to four. I say hopefully because you, you never know. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. So what character corresponds with the numbers CT7567? You don't need good luck. May the fourth be with you. Drew, I, I think I know. Drew, do you know? What? Wait, what? Can you tell? I CT, whatever he said. That doesn't help me at all. You want to listen to it again? It was you... seven, five, six, seven. Yes. Do you know who that is? It's Rex. It is Rex, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I see. Did I read that? that? Maybe, but oh gosh. <laughs> so that one. So I I knew that one, and the only other one I know is CT five 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 five. That's fives. Oh, so that's five. Yeah, that's the only other ones I know. So okay, so that next, was next easy trivia. One for us. Is there more in this episode? No. Okay, so next week if he sends another trivia, wait until after we say it before you throw it in the chat because I I may have or may not have cheated. Way to go. I didn't cheat. I I also couldn't barely hear it in my defense, but okay. But right. I I never looked it up. I just heard it the voicemail and then I was like, okay, I can't look it up because that's cheating, but I'm pretty sure that was Rex, so it, it, they're saying it's Rex, so. Alright, so coldest number three. No Anakin, you can't marry Senator Ad Amidala. It touches a forbidden Jedi order. I'm sorry, Master Windu. I couldn't help but notice. That's a nice hand you have there. Attached to your arm, Master Window. And the Jedi Order forbids attachments, doesn't it? Yes, it does. What are you talking about, Anakin? Oh, nothing. Why'd you call me Master Window? You'll see. You'll see. Master Window? Oh, gosh. Master Window. <laughs> he does. He gets his hand cut off and gets thrown through a window, so... We've always seen, we see that meme a lot of Windu slash window, play on words, pun. But yes, that's a, that's a funny, do you think that was intentional from the beginning? Like, no. when he made well, that character, maybe. Windu, he's going to get thrown out a window. Do you think that that was intentional? Uh, that'd be funny if he, that was, if, if not, he's. George should just come out and say that anyways, just for fun. George, if you're listening, send us a voicemail next week confirming yeah. whether or not you planned please, that ahead of time please, or not. George. And, and, and not some fan George. I mean, the real George George. Real George. Please. Thank you. 
Will the real George please stand up? Um, <laughs> there you go. Coldest, number four. Hamper Radio. That's right. After three to four voicemails of me just doing skits, I finally have a question. My question is, what was the most underrated Clone Legion? You can't say the five will first. But other than that, it's all fair game. So, I personally think it's a tie between the 212 and the 187th, uh, more commonly known as Mace Windows Troopers, uh, the purple dudes. Uh, that's what I call them. Uh, so what is your opinion on the most underrated Clone Legion? Thank you, and may the Force be with you, always. This is a hard one, because I never really looked into all the Clone Legions, because... Yeah, I need to do that. I feel like that'd be... Yeah, because we did do... Dive into. We did do a top five favorite trooper class type uh, yeah, like, last fall or something like that. So you'll probably get some answers in there, because mm-hmm. Andrew was in that one, so he had some answers too. Um, so I really like... Wolfpack is cool. The Wolfpack, I was going to say. It's a, those are like gray yeah, and would, white. Yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite. So, those uh, like the Soka 501st is my absolute favorite. Right. For sure. Because that will be uh, um, Plo Koon, right? He led mm-hmm. the gray and white. So, Wolfpack was just one small little group within that bigger group. But, so probably them. Those are great. And then. Um, yeah, other than that, like, I don't really the clone legions and stuff are hard for me to really think because they're all. I know clones are all individuals, but they all they're all the same to me. <laughs> so that's that's our answer. We're gonna go with the the the, the, wolf, the wolf pack, pack group. All right, thank you, Coldus, for your four voicemails, and we look forward to your next trivia question. All right, looks like we got two now from Lucy. So let's listen to number one. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy, obviously, and I need some help or specifically your suggestions and ideas. I've gotten a lot of feedback that people liked my fanfiction reading episode on my podcast, so I'm going to start writing my next one so I can release it sometime in July if all goes smoothly. The thing is, I need a topic or a situation or even just a prompt, like a piece of dialogue to create a story around. I have no preference. So if any of you have had an incredible story idea of bouncing around your head for days, or if you could think of one now, please let me know, and I will do my best to make that happen. If you have multiple ideas, even better. I can stock up on prompts and have every other episode fanfiction readings if we get enough and I can write quickly enough. Also, for my very quick, very random question this week, pancakes or waffles, and what do you put on them? Oh, god! Thanks for all your help, and may the force be with you. I feel like this question comes up, like... Every couple of months in the Discord, really? It's it's usually me that asks it. So <laughs> oh, okay, it, there's my favorite streamer, um, gaming streamer. Shout out to Tim the Tatman. Um, he's not always appropriate, so view cautionly. But he he like has he lives on waffles, and he like made a song about it. Like he he loves this topic, and so when this came up, I was just like, okay, well. Uh, so what do you choose, Drew? What is your pancake or waffle decision? And I guess I'm gonna take a liberty and throw in French toast. Ooh, what is that? Shouldn't have done that. French toast over all of those. 
I I think French toast is my favorite. Um, French toast is your number one. What's your number two? Waffles or pancakes? So hard. Can the they, these are plain, right? They're not like blueberry. No, because she she says, and what do you put on them? So I guess like if you make blueberry, that's part of being on them. Like there's how something do you about your... hot blueberries and a blueberry pancake, dude. That like it's so good. But I'm gonna say waffles because when you get the syrup inside those holes. And the, there's something about going to a hotel as a kid when classic, oh, and you have the the waffle I gotta, maker. I gotta buy one of those, dude. There was something about that as a kid that's so nostalgia for me. So, yeah, waffles. I'll go. I'm I'm gonna lean to waffles. Yeah, I would. Waffles is is my number one. Then French toast, then pancakes. I think mm-hmm. pancakes are overrated. Plus, I am terrible. I love pancakes, though. I am terrible at making pancakes. I love pancakes. I, don't get me wrong, but I if think I can we, make pancakes, I might eat them more often. But I they're not can't, hard. Just I, when I was when I was a kid, I could make pancakes the best, perfect, like mm. perfectly golden brown, like perfect every, every time. And now, when I try and make them, maybe it's because I have a gas stove and I can't. You mean electric? Or yeah, sorry, an electric glass top, and I can't do the heat correct on that ever for anything. But I can't; I, they always stick. It just sticks on the pan, yeah. and I can't. I can't just buy a waffle maker, and then you don't. Well, but oh, that's why the number one is waffles because I do have a waffle maker, oh. which I which I always use. Not always use, maybe. Like, but you want to use? You want to get the one that like you to- the hotel turn. ones? Like yeah, that's, those are the so dope. The one that I have sucks because. Like you put the batter in, you know, you turn it, and it's like when it turns green, it's when it's done. But when it turns green, it turns the heat off. Oh yeah, yeah. So you can't like leave it in there to get extra crispy. It just mm-hmm. starts steaming it, and then it gets wet. Like it's kind of like moist. It's like a pancake then. Yeah, like, you want it to get a little bit crunch- more crispy. Cr- crispy. And so. I should look into what I those love big French waffles, toast. Professional but waffle. Have you ever ate at uh, what's it called? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> a pancake house. International House of Pancakes. No, not IHOP. Pancake House. Never heard of it. It's like in Roseville. There's like one, but dude, they make this. I I had it like the day after Stephanie's grandma's funeral, but they they make uh apple apple pancakes and it's like sliced cinnamon apples on top it's pretty much like an apple pie essentially but it's a pancake and it's like thick dude it's like this and it was like a giant it was a it's amazing bro i should take you there one time i think you would love it yeah so like when you make when you do waffles do you make sure syrup goes in every I don't square. know, but I I do my, that. My thing is like I'm a I do a lot of peanut butter and then oh yeah, cause she also asked what do you put on them. So I usually yeah, just peanut do, butter everything, bro. I just do syrup. Oh, you like, don't do peanut butter on top of it? No, oh. who puts peanut butter on their waffles? <gasps> the the world. You could just have out. You could just put a no 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 peanut no, butter no. on toast. That's the same thing if that's what you want. Oh no no no! You you just throw a giant chunk of peanut butter on it and then just like. People okay. When it comes to waffles, people who like put 
put like okay. whipped cream and nah. fruit on top. Like, take take a chill pill. Take I'm a out. chill pill. <laughs> but no, I'm the same. Like all whipped cream and stuff. Like even on pancakes now. If if I want anything on my pancakes, it has to just be like blueberry pancakes. I'm not even chocolate pancake. Chocolate no. chip. Yeah. Yeah. No. You ever do make banana pancakes where you just mix in a banana, banana and a batter? And peanut butter on top of that. All right. Next question. Thanks you for the first question, Lucy. Oh, wait. We got perf- a fan fiction. That's what we almost forgot. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Suggestions about fan fiction. Um, what? The only thing I can think of is literally what we were talking about. Like a what if? Yeah. That'd Either cool. that or she could do like a fan fiction of Reva as a Padawan, how she survived. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So some people were thinking, now it wouldn't make sense with what was said in the, in the show, but some people think Grogu found her. And healed her. Oh, God. But the whole point is her rage, which kept her alive. So Yeah, that wouldn't work. I would have been really mad if Grogu showed up in this finale. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would have. Oh, I would have flipped my you table. Would've I would've, it would have hit my TV, and I would have be forced to buy a 4K TV because my TV would be broke. The, what, the force wheels? Maybe I should just go over there and do it anyways for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... A Riva stuff or what if a what if series would be cool, Lisa? If you or Lisa, <laughs> Lucy, yeah. um, that'd be cool. Just pick some random thing like what if you know Anakin didn't lose all of his arms to get burned, like he would have been more powerful than Palpatine would have been taken over, like or like anything like if he didn't turn to the dark side or if Padme did this or that, like that'd be all cool. What if stories, mm-hmm. um, you could do. From the reference in episode two, Attack of the Clones, when Anakin was like, I saved you from the whatever nest or pit or whatever. Like, write a story about that. Of like how Obi-Wan and Anakin were on a mission together doing something, and Anakin had to save him from that. Was it a nest, right? A nest? Yeah. Something nest? That'd be a cool one to do. All right. Lucy's on the chat. She said she's allergic to peanuts. What? That's like the saddest thing I've ever heard <laughs> today. Dang. Like peanut butter is like one of the best things in life. Dang it. I'm I'm sorry, Lucy. That you can't you. eat like so much stuff. So much good Asian food is like with peanuts. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, Lucy. Thoughts and prayers yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> um yes. but, yeah, so what if? My main thing is like a what if series. That'd be cool. Just do like a few episodes of what if stories. Short stories, that'd be cool. All right, anything else for that one? No, that's what I would say too. All right. So number two from Lucy. Hi, Lucy again. I've seen a lot of voice actors on YouTube show step-by-step how they do voices. So I thought it would be fun to show you how I do my VCU characters. Though I admit it's mainly because I miss doing their voices so much. Okay, I start in my normal voice, then add some breathiness, add an English accent, then say things more slowly, and occasionally pause to make Thrawn. I would like you and I to establish an alliance between the Resistance and the Chiss Ascendancy. 
go back to American accent, put more resistance in my vocal cords, pitch it as low as I can go, add some gruffness to get to Kai. Just why? Why did you leave, sis? Pitch it up a little ways above my normal voice, add some youth, a more cheerful tone, and you have Lucy. We can beat these guys. Together. Raise the pitch even higher, head back into an English accent with a sneer. What do you think you're doing, resistance scum? I get the eighth sister. Thanks. May the force be with you. <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's that's like more detailed than I ever got caught in any taught in any of my music classes with like vocal training and stuff like that alone was like the most detail I've ever heard. So the, that's cool. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. That's pretty good. Because I didn't really think like that you like. You like layered it. That's like you did this, this, and this to make that voice. I just kind of think like, oh, you just no, make a random voice. That's called a professional, Jeremiah. I would never oh. think about that either. Oh, sorry. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's amazing. But I like how it doesn't make any sense for a common folk like you and me. But for a genius like Lucy, that's why it may work. So, because like I thought it was funny that for Lucy, she like made it more youthful. <laughs> yeah. Even though she's a teenager, but like yeah, exactly. I should go listen to Lucy in the VCU and compare it to like her first voicemail mm. from like a year and a half ago. Like, is Lucy in the VCU just Lucy from a year and a half ago with the maybe youthful voice? Maybe she'll write a story about that. Ooh. All right, Lucy. Thank you for those two voicemails. Always a pleasure. All right, next one, Jedi Master with another dad joke. Hey, Empire Radio, this is Jedi Master here with another dad joke for you. I like it. Hope you do too. What do you call a fly without wings? A walk. <laughs> a walk. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Good old dad jokes. <sighs> I have to go. May the force be with you. And Always. With you. I literally was, I was texting my wife because she just told me that um, our kid was asleep and I was going to say, okay, good. But I wrote LOL because that joke just came. (laughs) (laughs) I literally texted LOL. I was like, wait, no, not LOL. All right. I I guess it worked. It worked for me. So there you go. Thank you, Jedi Master, for another dad joke. It's always a pleasure. All right. Next one is from Jerrica. Hey guys, it's Jerrica popping with another question. Um, what is the moment in Star Wars that you watched it for the first time and you just, it felt so cool watching it that you wish you could relive that moment? Um, mine is when Luke Skywalker came into the end of Mando season two because. I was totally not expecting it, and it was, I teared up a little bit. It was really cool. Um, Yeah, we'll see if it changes tomorrow with the Kenobi finale, but um, let me know what you guys think, and may the Force be with you. That's a good question. Yeah, Lucy, let it, or Jericho, <clears throat> let us know right now if it changed. Um, so, like, I kind of wish that I could experience like the I am your father moment as an adult. Like, like not as a kid. Cause like, as a not kid, as like, just, like our parents told us. Yeah. Like I, like I don't our ever have the worst at keeping secrets. I realized that, but like, I don't ever remember 
like like learning that no we already everyone knew it yeah so it's like i just when i was a kid when i'm five or six playing with my brother's star wars toys like i just knew that so there wasn't that shock yeah. so like seeing that like i love watching people watching star wars for the first time in the, on youtube and they didn't know that vader was luke's dad i still don't believe that half the time but yeah and they just react to it well some of them are just like kids like parents showing their kids oh true so like, i'm like not gonna tell my kid I'm not going to tell Miles when he's old enough to understand what Star Wars is and we're going to sit down and watch all the movies and he's going to probably fight me through some of them because his attention span is probably all over the place. But I'm still going to make sure that he watches it and I'm not going to tell him anything. That's that's a good dad right there. Now, the question is, though, do I start with four, five and six and then go the other way or do I start from the beginning? Because then he'll know. That's a whole nother show episode about how you should view Star Wars. Yes, but it's hard. It's a hard one. It's a hard one, but yeah. Also, I like to rewatch Revenge of the Sith for the first time again. So I I watched that when it first came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. But so that was two thousand five. So I was in ninth grade, and in my ninth grade, so it's like I know where I was. I five. I was like, you're two years grade. younger than me. So yeah, you've been in seventh grade. So. Um, I, I remember like my experience from watching it. Like afterwards, I was like, "Man, that was just a sad movie." I was just sad leaving that movie theater. But like, I would like to watch that fight again—the Vader or mm-hmm. Anakin fight again. Um, I still think that our reactions to the Grogu reveal in Episode One of Mando and the Dark Saber reveal at the end of Mando, when we watched those together, like I remember those very vividly. Us together watching those, yeah. Well, for yeah. watching it for person, us reacting, like, yeah, freaking out. It was baby Yoda, you know, that was fun. That was and really then fun. I think we had a big reaction with the, the dark saber reveal. Oh, heck yeah, because I jumped were, up like, freaking out. That was before when we would watch the episode together, yeah, and then we'd do the recording, yeah. But the old days, but what would you old like to days. relive, Drew? Anything in particular? This is stupid. What? And I can go watch it. But me watching the holiday special with Andrew. Oh, watch party one time. Okay. That. I would love to relive that. All right. Last voicemail. from. No, it was funny. It's so stupid. It was so dumb. And I, I was. So if you guys haven't. I don't think that video is live on. It should still be up there. No, because it got pulled. It didn't get pulled. It got restricted in some countries. Oh, really? If you go look at the restriction, like the thing on it, it's still there, but unless it's changed since then. I but look, I swear I thought it got pulled off. It's, oh, it's, no, that was the Ewok movie when we were reacting to it oh, at your place. Remember, we tried to upload that and it didn't work. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, go watch that because that was fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of a real moment, though. I would actually love to relive me watching A New Hope for the first time. That would yeah. be fun. Makes sense. It's your favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Jerrica, for that question. So here's our final voicemail from Will. Hey, Empire Video. Will here. Uh, I'm at the airport going back home. That being said, I probably won't be there for the. He's in the chat right now. 
breakdown. Well, depending how long y'all take. But, uh, quick question. What are some of the nicest airports you've been to? <laughs> Alright, thank I, you, Will. So, I'm Will. Say mine, but you guys are going to be like, oh, weird flex. Something in Italy. Some, Not something in like Italy, that. But yeah, in Europe. But, Will, what? But, uh, Will was spent the week in Florida and was at uh, Galaxy's Edge and Universal and all that stuff going through all the places. So mm-hmm. that's where he's flying from back home. So, yes. um, and he did send us some cool footage that you'll probably see on YouTube. So you want to go check that out. But yes, nicest airports. Well, I've only been to four airports in my life. Oh, wow. You Minneapolis, Chicago. Cincinnati and LA. So, I don't know. Airports are airports, I guess. I guess when you get to LA, you see palm trees in the airport. So, I guess that's cool. I haven't been to LAX, but I heard it's a mess. I don't remember. I I was 10 years ago when I was in LA. So, Mm -hmm. I just remember palm trees when I got off the plane. So, I don't know what it is nowadays, but... I can't not tell you how many airports I've been to in my life. Okay, I have no idea. Because how many times have you been to Europe? Twice. And how many, like... Airports? Like, how many, like, you had to go to this airport, then to this airport, like, connecting flights? In both trips in Europe, I think I was on five different planes. Oh, gosh. That's... On both times. I can't so, like, even. ten total. So, it's like... I can't even, I'm dude. I'm pretty sure, because, like, the first one... We went to, we flew out of here to Paris, and then from Paris, we went to Turin, and then from Turin, Italy, we took a train back to Paris, and then from Paris, we went to Ireland. I think we did it like that. I don't remember. Well, we flew to Ireland and flew back. No, we took a bus to the airport, and yeah, whatever. But yeah, so, but the best airport i've ever been to is the paris airport it's the coolest it's really pretty yeah i liked it a lot so the paris airport for me is probably my favorite airport i've been to weird flex but okay yes i know it is weird flex but um in the states though i don't i like the minneapolis airport the most honestly why is this great (laughs) it's just like a no, I mean, but it's just, it's easy to navigate through. Maybe oh, it's because I've yeah. been there for a lot. I've been there a while. Right. Like, but Terminal 1 is super easy to navigate through, and it's not, it's never super crowded like a lot of other airports. Like, like Chicago Airport's like a mess. New Orleans Airport's awful. I, I heard they changed it. When I went on it, though, it was awful. Dallas Airport's actually Dallas Airport's pretty cool. I like Dallas Airport because in the center there's like a bunch of escalators. Pretty cool looking. So Dallas Airport was okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I liked Minneapolis Airport a lot. I I did mind uh, Raleigh's Airport. That was the recent one I've been to. I didn't mind it. You see that pretty soon here they're gonna have direct non-stop flights from London 
to Sydney, Australia, and then is it London to LA or something like that? Like twenty hour flights nonstop. Oh. I think they're like five figure tickets. So you'd be like ten thousand dollars. Flying from here right to now, Florida is like super... a freaking thousand bucks, dude. Yeah. I threw to Europe for less than that the first time. First time I went to Italy, I it was only like seven hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, was, you can't do that now. You can't do that now. No way. All right, well, thank you for the question. And Drew said you're in the chat, so looks like you survived the flight because it's probably yeah, what you landed. That, it was an hour long flight or something from Florida to North Carolina. Yeah. Did you? I wonder. I bet you you landed in Raleigh too. I didn't mind Raleigh. I thought it was pretty nice. I like the customs in Raleigh because they don't exist and they just have a dog smell you and they can just go do whatever you want. So I like that. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's the voicemail time. Uh, and that's the breakdown of Kenobi. So we just got to do some social stuff and we can get out of here. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you want to join the Discord, if you want to watch us live on Twitch, watch us live on Twitch. If you want to get connected to some other podcasts, you can uh, go to our links page, which is links dot co slash empire radio links with two eyes that link is in the description of where you're listening to this right now and there you have a landing page for everything including the needlessly nerdy.com podcast network which we are part of and you can get connected with that but yes there's all kinds of stuff to get connected discord if you want to know a sneak peek on what we're doing in july i'm announcing it in discord tonight after i get off of this tonight tonight so, chat, so, you better go back over in Discord right now. Yes. So, yeah, just click those links. Follow us. Be our friends. Hang out with us in Discord. See, because and on YouTube, it's not just the podcast episodes. Drew posts some vlog stuff, toy hunt stuff. He does the watch parties on there, too. Yes. I have, and like, so, five videos that I need to be uploading. Yeah, so. I definitely need to. I'm I'm due for a Coruscant Cafe uh, thing. I got to come up with some sure. ideas, something I Soup. can make. It's too warm for soup, dude. It's way it's too like hot for soup. Four thousand degrees out here well, in Minnesota. Come hang out with me. You can get the cove, and then you'll want some soup. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I have yet to get COVID. I'm. I'm. I don't plan on getting. Uh, it, I, so. I said that until last week. All right. So, yep. All the fun stuff is on there. Click the links. Join us up. And so we will see you on Tuesday, the twenty eighth, for our top five Obi Wan Kenobi moments. And we're excited for that. So anything yeah. else, Drew? No, nope, just send in your voicemails of one of your top five favorite you, moments. Give us your top one. That would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, your top one. Uh, or um, give us number 37. That's a good, okay. easy number two. But <laughs> um, All right, so. Oh, real have, quick. Oh. Uh, Yellowstone said he would buy you, um, uh, what is it, a TV. He said he'll buy you a TV, but the only thing is you have to steal Ahsoka from me and give it to him. Steal Ahsoka? He wants my dog, yeah. Oh, the dog. Oh. That dog is way too heavy. I can't carry that dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. She's a little bad. So. <laughs> I was like, steal Ahsoka? Like, <laughs> yeah, like Ashley Eckstein? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> okay. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Uh, all right. So you have been listening to another Kenobi-tastic 
episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com. Thank you.